What's up, everyone? It's the interview queen, Alicia Toot, here, and be sure to watch True Heel Heat. All right, hello, True Heel Heat. I'm the AEW World Champion, MJF. Uh, just in case you're deaf, dumb, blind, stupid, or since you listen to this podcast, or uh, you're listening to True Heel Heat, and I apologize for that. Hello, everyone. It's the hardcore legend Mick Foley wishing a nice day to everyone there, right there, at True Heel Heat. Yeah. <laughs> We're back! We're back! After a one-week hiatus where I became the best man. We are back live on your YouTube screens on a Saturday. It's a Saturday morning cookout. It's the flagship podcast, True Hill Heat 249. And boy, oh boy, did Tony Khan have a week. A week that he uh, hyped up an important announcement. That was just a couple of tickets being sold. Is the same week he decides to sign an old melted candle that sings woo. We're going to discuss all of that. It's the True Hill Heat Flagship Podcast. Is AEW's image ruined? Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch for True Hill Heat 249. Uh, old, all elderly wrestling. We're discussing the latest wrestling news, including AEW signing the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and was this the worst decision? For Tony Khan in AEW history, we'll discuss all of that. We also will discuss when Brian Danielson will make his long-awaited NJPW debut, plus the latest on his broken orbital bone. Recap of this week in wrestling, including this morning's NJPW uh, power struggle, Fighting Spirit Unleashed last Saturday, AEW Dynamite Rampage Collision, WWE SmackDown Raw, NXT, ROH TV, Impact on Access TV, as well as Impact Turning Point. And we got predictions, final predictions for WWE Crown Jewel 2023. And no, I am not joined by the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Even better for all of y'all when she's not here. I am joined by the resident True Hill alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. How are you doing? God damn, it's 10 a.m. And I'm in front of front of front of this camera with these fake flames surrounding us. You know, it's it's all great stuff. And we've made November. <laughs> like, like. Like, like I, I thought the entire month was in jeopardy, and then here we are, week one. Your boy is in the house, but 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 you know, <laughs> the rest of the month, <laughs> we, we, know. we know we only got you once, we all, you we, know, we're, we're um, but 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 definitely glad to be able to pop out, you know, um. Before you know, definitely, I gotta go to work right after this, but um, we we in, we in the building and um. So much overreaction and so much dumb shit has taken place. Once you step back into this world and have, like, you know, sometimes, like, I don't get to see the programming every single week. and But then that week where I'm like, I'm going to pop in for a bit. Uh, I got to see something. And then it's like, God damn. God What's damn. What's going on? Like, this is like a fucking, this is, this is literally a real life soap opera every week with fucking wrestling. Like, it, it's literally some some new wild shit every week. Crazy. Gotta love it. Yeah. Gotta love it. 
That's what that's what they're here for. They're here. They they, they want to give us some content to discuss every single Saturday. So that's what wrestling's here for. You know that? You know. I don't know, man. We'll we'll, we'll see because I'm pretty sure you're gonna cook up some shit that I haven't heard. And I'm going to probably react to for the first time because it's been an extremely busy week. So I'm probably going to hear a lot of shit. But also want to send a special congratulations to our boy Stat King, you know, tying the knot, you know, finding that person that he can tolerate for the rest of his life. You know, that that is that is a hard, hard thing to do. And congratulations. You found each other. You've been able to you, you got successful. And my boy over here was a part of the, the lovely uh the groomsmen. So so yes. you know no. So so a lot a lot of fun things taking place and something really positive. So before we talk about all this crazy shit, shout out to our boy Stack King. He was in New York this week. And even his lovely him. wife Polly. Yes, he even got to got to hang out with our very own uh, True Jaw Josh. Got to get some. Uh, I think they went to what Eight Bites, uh, Eight Bites Hut Hub or something like that. So yes, very some very good stuff. I'm very happy for for Stat King and and he 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 honored me with it with a new nickname, the best man. I'm the best man, top guy JJ. When you get married, you need to make me the best man as well. Um, I mean, you already have the moniker. So, exactly. Exactly. You know, you have the moniker. So why? I mean, why? Why can't we give someone? Why can't we give someone else that title, and then you could become the best men? No, no, because because Johnny's gonna probably ask you to be his best man. So I don't know. I'm not like like I'm not gonna get that one. So I gotta get yours. I gotta call yeah, dibs based, on yours. Based on your history, he definitely ain't asking you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a shoot, brother. It's all a shoot. <laughs> but yes, we're gonna talk some uh, some about professional wrestling today. So we appreciate y'all for joining us live. We appreciate y'all if you're watching us on demand. As always, show that appreciation back in the simplest way possible. Drop the thumbs up on this video. That is so so important, guys. It helps out the YouTube algorithms. It helps other fans like yourself, professional wrestling fans, or people that have never heard of the channel to see this video as well. As, as always, you also can share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms if you're new to the true hill heat youtube channel hit that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here we appreciate all the support we've been getting and of course if you're with us live sound off in the live chat we love to interact with all of you on our flagship podcast here we got the good brother vala b one of our members you can hit that join button for just one dollar a month become a member of the true hill heat youtube channel or become a patron Patreon backer like Vala B as well for $3 a month at patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Vala B saying, what's up, brothers? We got Frantic World who says, what's up, SP3, Top Guy JJ, and chat. We also mm-hmm. got here, um, Sports Entertainment Conquers Pro Wrestling saying, Tony Gon can do no wrong in the hardcore fanboy's eyes. No, no, apparently not. Apparently not. I, I, I literally, I literally had people saying that I, I, I bashed Tony Khan, uh, because I put out a tweet that said hiring uh, Ric Flair is one of the worst decisions in uh, AEW history, and I got told that I am, I'm a person that always bashes TK because of where my significant other works. 
Social media, guys. Hey, social, you know, that 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 means they haven't seen any of the other 248 <laughs> episodes of True Hill Heat. Or e- even even eight of them, or two of them, or four of them. Just 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 any one of the numbers in the 248 haven't seen any of them. So you, you know, you know, you're a Tony Khan basher, sir. <laughs> I'm a Tony Khan basher. You know, because it's not like I do another, you know. AEW Dynamite review that's on 118 episodes where I am the guy that is positive about AEW against the guy that literally calls Tony Khan an idiot every single week. But yeah, I'm the guy that bashed them. Yeah, and also says things that is not sponsored by the channel whatsoever. No, no. How many times? We literally have to put a disclaimer because he bashes Tony Khan so much. But I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah, you're an asshole. Uh, we got here. We got Bala B says, Yeah, solid video title. I might get to do my job in chat today. Yes, yes, uh, Bala B, Bala B, Negro Buck, any other people that are Patreon backers, members, we appreciate y'all for moderating the chat as well. Uh, Bala B saying, Congrats to Stat King. Hope the wedding was fun and y'all had a great time. Top two weddings I've ever been to, honestly. Good, that good food open bar and some good music good dj so can't can't yeah, can't yeah that's a great combination exactly can't can't you go know wrong you know it's a fucked up thing you said yeah he actually you know what he is an asshole he isn't you know you know what he didn't say good people he didn't even say good people great people great people <laughs> Like anything about the people, great people, the food, the bar, and the music. Great Fuck people. everybody, yeah. Fuck everybody. Great people. Yeah. great people. Stat King's family is awesome. They treated me like I was family. Uh, uh, Mrs. Stat Queen. Uh, she, her family is very nice as well. So, so yes, yes, loved it, lovely. Or yeah, Stat Queen's Stat Queen's mom is is the goat. We we were singing Gold Digger together on the dance floor. So. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, see. You gotta, gotta keep the people involved, man. All that food and all that alcohol is gone. <laughs> it was, it was a nice day. It was a nice day. <laughs> uh, Francis Girl says, "I'm going to watch the NJPW pay per view today, and I can't wait to see Okada versus Brian Danielson on Wrestle Kingdom. We're about to talk about that. We're gonna start with New Japan. I think for the first time." on the flagship in since like what since it it came back from pandemic and we started off the episode being happy that it was coming back before evil ruined all that happiness yeah i i I don't remember that because i don't remember anything about evil so i guess this is the first time in my history of uh, of us opening in about New Japan, even though I was probably present on that show, you were present. I oh, literally yeah. am literally telling you, you I were know, present. I know, I know exactly. My brain wants to permanently forget that, and it has done a great job of that for three years until you try to put an implant in my head about that. Yep, because we're going to talk about it. Uh, we also got here uh, Vala B with a fact. This channel is the nicest to TK. LOL. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I'm so confused because the person told me that pod that busted open radio, YouTube shows, podcasts, and all this other stuff always bash Tony Khan. I was like, no. I was like, I've watched, filmed, and produced YouTube shows and podcasts that are 
overwhelmingly majority of the time positive about Tony Khan. So that's not true. And then he said to say, oh, well, you killed them on one of those shows. And they said it was because you were your significant other work. That's the type of conversation we have on social media nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, that that that's that that sounds about how it sums it up. Yeah, I heard on another show that that's what someone told me. That that's what someone else told me. Yep. That your your significant other may work or may not work depending on you know the seventeen sources that I just heard yeah. from. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. And then when my response was, what does my significant other have to do with anything? They said, so I wasn't lying. So there was what? And they take a paycheck. I was like, these people are, are the she, she can because she worst. controls your opinion, bro, because mm -hmm. that's where she works. Yep. You know, you do yep. not have a brain cell in that head that belongs to you. <laughs> And not like and not like me, not like me myself has like stock in WWE or anything like that, you know. So it, it's gotta be it's gotta be hilarious how stupid these people are. Like it's gotta it's gotta be quite hilarious. I, I used to not waste my time. I used to like block them when it got anything like negative. Like like six months ago, I would have blocked that person just for mentioning my significant other in a in a wrestling conversation. But now I just try to entertain myself in not insulting them, but getting them to realize how much of a dumbass they are. And I did that. So I'm I'm proud of myself. Yeah, so we're gonna refrain from any of the uh Will Smith potential stuff because yep. SP is that, that's, I was very close. He's protecting that. he's protecting his actual significant other and not a figment of his imagination. You know. Okay. You know. Good point. Points were made. Points were made. <laughs> Points were made. Uh but let's get into the actual show here. We want to thank everyone. I guess him and Monte Teo has got some things to talk about. We need a disclaimer for you. Uh, we <laughs> we start off every episode with our true heel roll call, shouting out all of you who support us across social media. Our top three conversation starters on our True Hills group page over on Facebook. We got one of my neighbors in the Bronx coming in at number three, Ivan Rosa. Shout outs to Ive. Thanks for the support. We got Joe Bellini. We got and number one, Stewie Palmer. Our Patreon backers, you got Bala B, you got Alan Weinstein, Negro Buck, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin Gate, Robert, Steve, Fifth Generation Carney, Ladarius, John, uh, Dan Snide, Kobe, Dolores, John Martin, DJ Eric, Marcus Ryan, James, Alan, Queen Monet, Santo, and Christopher and Victoria Kid. Thank you so much for supporting us over at patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. We appreciate all the love and support. And let's get into some wrestling with what we miss. So we missed a lot from the last two weeks in professional wrestling. But we're only going to focus on the past week since last Saturday. We might drop in some stuff throughout the show. But let's start in with what happened this morning. It was NJPW Power Struggle 2023, the last major show for New Japan Pro Wrestling before Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. We do have the World Tag League and the Road to Deco Tokyo Dome to go for the rest of the year. But this is the last major show, and they went out with a bang with this show this morning. The show featured Will Ospreay having a match. So, of course, the match was five stars and the greatest match of his opponent's career. He versus Soto Amino in an absolutely sensational 
40-minute epic war to retain the IWGP United Kingdom Championship. He also had the United States Championship in hand, which led to our post-match where Osprey called out John Moxley and told him to get into the ring, getting in Moxley's face, calling him out for uh, making the U.S. title irrelevant before David Finley came in and hit both men with the shillelagh, laying both men out, and then taking a giant hammer to smash the IWGP UK and US championships because both men care about those titles so much and he doesn't give a damn. Backstage, Osprey went on to issue the challenge for a three-way match at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom and asked New Japan to create a new title for him to elevate. We also had uh, John Moxley earlier in the night had an absolute bloody, one of the wildest matchups you will see in New Japan. The match never hit the ring. It was regular rules and then got it went to a doubled countout. Moxley gets on the mic and says he wants the match to continue as a false count anywhere. And they never hit the ring. They fought for 15 minutes. Moxley's blood was on people in the crowd. They took out a row of chairs in the crowd. It was insane as John Moxley defeated Great Okan on this night. You also had Hiromu Takahashi defeating uh, Taji Shimori in a great match to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Post-match, Hiromu issued the challenge to El Desperado for Wrestle Kingdom 18 to be his next challenger. Catch 2-2 um, became the new winners of the Super Junior Tag League 2023 tournament as they defeated House of Torture. Post-match, Bullet Club War Dogs attacked TJP and Francisco Akira. El Despi Wato, they picked up a win in a four-way junior heavyweight tag team matchup against Ichiban Sweet Boys, BC War Dogs, and Yo and Masishi. And you also had Kashika Okada. Tomorio Ishii and Hiroshi Tadahashi defeating TMD Clay in an excellent trios matchup with Tadahashi pinning the NJPW World Television Champion Zack Sabre Jr. for Tadahashi Ishii and Okada to retain the never open weight six man tag team championships. But everybody is talking about the post match top guy JJ as post match. Brian Danielson with bandage over his broken orbital bone at the hands of Kashika Okada challenged the Rainmaker to a rematch at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom 18 on January 4th. On January 4th, he says that two times they have faced, two times he has won, two times Okada has broken something of his. First his arm, now his orbital bone, and he says at Wrestle Kingdom, he is going to break Okada's arm so he never delivers a Rainmaker again. And Okada accepted. So, <laughs> Brian Danielson gets announced on Collision last week, uh, saying that he has the broken orbital bone out for the rest of the year. Everybody is talking about what does that mean for the rest of the year for AEW? What does that mean for uh, Brian versus Okada, which seemed like it was going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom before this show? And despite a broken orbital bone, this man says, I'm going to be at the Tokyo Dome. Brian Danielson is insane. JJ, what do you think about Brian Danielson officially announcing mm. his NJPW debut this morning? I guess he's about to define science 
we'll, we'll, we'll see if let's see if he his timeline he has about give or take about seven seven and a half weeks for, for this to heal which means we all know it's gonna be nothing but promos from here on out <laughs> there ain't gonna be no 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 contact pretty much until eight they might they might test the waters maybe like six days before five six no, days before. i bet i don't think brian's wrestling another match until the tokyo I, I mean i don't i mean a, a match hell no I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think Brian should touch Okada until the Tokyo Dome because of what's happened the last two times. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got he. He. He's. I guess to a degree cursed <laughs> by Okada. Um. I mean, I think it's crazy to think, right, that he has never had a match there. Like it. it, it it's. It's mind boggling to me, honestly. Like you would think, yo, he's. But yeah, it's reality. That man has no resume there. And damn, that is going to be a way to kick off 2024. Like, holy, like, and they they always have this capability, man, of potentially giving you the match of the year in the first week of the year. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You, I I told everybody two weeks ago when we did the last podcast, you got to start thinking about your end of year awards. I'll be honest. I think Osprey and Omega still my match of the year. That was on January 4th. And, and like people tell me, oh, I like the Forbidden Door match more. I was like, no, nah, I rewatched Wrestle Kingdom again. It's it's the it was the best match of the year. It was the best yeah, match. like you know, you it's nothing's gonna be more more, I guess, gripping pause. Nothing's gonna be more than that to your to your eyeballs than see. And and honestly, if you pick either match, I don't think you're wrong, but no. For just a wrestling masterpiece, yeah, one, it's it's almost, <clears throat> you're not touching that in a wrestling ring this year. But, you know, honestly, if you pick the one for Forbidden Door, like, I ain't going to be mad at that either. I, I'm really I, not- I feel like there's, like, it, it, there's at best, like, six or seven uh, options. Yeah, like, like, like that, that, that most people, you really shouldn't, shouldn't argue with them. Like, Osprey has, like, five of them. Like his two matches with Omega, his match with Naito, the match with ZSJ in in London that just happened, and then the greatest Impact match we ever seen ever last uh two weeks two two Saturdays ago with Speedball Mike Bailey got four five and a quarter stars. It's it's rated higher than AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe back in two thousand five, which for the past nearly twenty years has been the highest rated match in Impact history. Which, which, or I should think, I say, TNA? Which I think is a mistake. Which I still, I don't care. I still think that's a mistake. I don't care how many years later, how many years ago that I think that's still a mistake. That is the greatest what? match. That is the greatest match in TNA Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call it, its history. And that's it. That's I, it. I think I, I rated it the same. I think that it's uh, that Speedball and Osprey is a five star match. You can't tell no, me. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that I think that it cleared everything, and that yes, it is a actual debate of what's the better matchup. Fair, fair, but um, I- I'm sticking to that. <laughs> of course, of course. You you have nearly twenty years of the impact and the relevancy and significance yeah, of it to, yeah, to back so up your course, argument, like. I, I just, I just can't, I just can't find myself to give something better. I mean, that company deserves that moniker of that being their greatest match ever. 
I mean, hope that Speedball Mike Bailey has an amazing career to make this memorable many years down the road. Hopefully he does, because if he does, then I think that would carry more relevance to if they're going to have future matches, because obviously this kid is like not even 25 yet. And then well, you no, have... Speedball, Speedball's up there. He's in his 30s. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, he's not, he's, not, he's, he's like, He's like 33. He's 33. He's been wrestling for some years. He's been he's been on the indie no, scene. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, he just see, broke out in like after the today. pandemic. You're telling me Speedball is older than Will Ospreay? Yes. That's insane. Yes. Will Ospreay is only 30. <laughs> Will Ospreay is only 30. But Will Ospreay is also like got the Tanahashi body. It says Tanahashi is 47. He got the body of a 70-year-old. Ospreay's 30, but he got the body of like a 45, 50-year-old. At this point, oh jeez, but um, oh my god, like um, I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the the buildup is gonna be for for Okada and Danielson for this for this match here. Like I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I I really want to see it. And hopefully they do some um some fun stuff and blend it into an AEW show or two. Just so the American audience can also could potentially get like a little bit into that. I'm hoping for because of the promo on collision and then uh and then everything that we've seen this week from him. I'm hoping we get Claudio versus Okada at full gear. New Japan doesn't have a show that week. Just do it, Tony. Tony, do it. That that would be uh <clears throat> damn. Damn, that that would, that would listen. When that put Okada in danger of missing the match, Okada's fine. Okada is not brittle, Brian. He's fine. He could have a match at at full gear. He'll be fine. It's brittle, Brian, where we have to worry about here. Yeah, and the thing is, is I guess you I, lo know, I you love you, Brian. I, that was a joke. I love you. Brian. Yeah, listen, and the thing is, is that it, it it's at the age that he's that he he's hitting, you know. He's more normal than the unnormal people that is wrestling at their ages. Like, yeah, if you you especially with his style, you're gonna get hurt more. Like, them bones ain't as strong as they used to be when they were in the in, in when you were in your twenties compared to now when you're in your mid forties. Pretty much, them shits ain't the same no more. <clears throat> them shits is gonna chip where they gonna chip where they get it gonna fracture them shits is gonna take a little bit more damage a little bit more quickly so with the fuck with the, the stuff that he's doing is, is pretty remarkable yeah. it is it, it's pretty remarkable that at his age and the style that he still performs at like you know listen get that man his flowers if you ever get you know whenever you watch it just just watch it knowing that you don't know how long you're gonna have this because <clears throat> he he i mean even he has alluded to he's gonna go out his way yeah. so he's not gonna like pussyfoot anything that he does for the remainder of his career like it's gonna stop suddenly and that that that's the thing is like and it's obviously hopefully it's just he says all right that was it and he's gonna have his final but it, it's gonna be something along those lines like he's gonna know when it's time for that final match and he's just gonna drop it on us he's just gonna drop it on us Valabi said, uh, yeah. we got in the chat saying, I mean, he was in New Japan for a tour in 2006. Valabi, you're, I, I think, I think you're not understanding what I'm saying. This is not the same Brian Danielson that went there in 2006 
This is also not the same New Japan that he went to in 2006. So I feel like this is a whole debut. This is a whole debut. This is a brand new. This is a new guy coming to a new promotion. Because if you if you think that New Japan in 2006 is the same New Japan in 2023, then okay, then it's a return. But for me, it's a debut. I mean, what did he do in that tour in 2000? Do you remember? Uh, Danielson and uh, Curry Man won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. You serious? Yep. Serious. Great, yeah. Valabi is, is our Valabi is our technical our technical <laughs> corrector because uh, he's very so, technical. This here. is this is his, this is his debut coming up. <laughs> Ain't nobody remembering that shit. <laughs> uh, it was like it was like it was like the people that was like um, when I called um, I called Osprey and Omega from Wrestle Kingdom Osprey Omega One and Forbidden Door Osprey Omega Two because I do realize they did wrestle before this year, but people will define it as Osprey Omega One Osprey Omega Two this year. And someone corrected me was like, well, they faced each other in PWG. I was like, I was aware. I'm aware. And I sent them the leak. I was like, I'm aware. I watched it right here if you want to watch it. Um, and no, it's still Osprey Omega 1. Osprey Omega 2. We're not going to go into this technical breakdown of, of if they haven't had the mainstream matches. Mainstream and indie market matches don't count. Indie market matches do not count as first, second, and third times. So if you, you're telling me that these guys... Unless, have... it, unless it's something like like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, if someone told me, oh, the first time they had a match was in WWE, then I would laugh right in their face. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> on, but, but if their first match, say, was in MLW, like, no one's going to yeah. know that that existed. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's so, levels to this. There's right. levels. So their this. first series was in Ring of Honor, which many people know. Like pretty much anybody that watches wrestling to any degree doesn't have to know everybody that's in Ring of Honor, but they know Ring of Honor exists. There's a ton of people that don't even know ML, like MLW or whatever these other indie companies don't. They don't even know if they exist or not. So, yeah, you, you can have a match in PWG. Nobody's going to fucking remember that they had a match in PWG. PWG <laughs> does a lot of matches, guys. <laughs> like, like that's, like, that's like almost like, yo, 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 they had, they, had a, they had a series of matches in OVW. Huh? Like what? <laughs> Where they do that at? Um, but, yes, uh, one other question before we get into more about the Brian uh, injury. What do you think about uh, David Finley inserting himself into this IWGP UK-US pitcher? It seemed like we were going to get Will Ospreay versus John Moxley at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. I talked about it on the Power Struggle preview yesterday with Sanal NJ News that Osprey has beaten every single person across the ring from him that signed to AEW but one person, and that one person being John Moxley. And Moxley was the person that beat him for the U.S. title last year in controversial fashion. So the story made itself, and then they swooped Finley in there. And I've already been seeing on social media a lot of people feeling like Finley has been shoehorned here, in here, because this is another attempt for New Japan to push him. This is not going to be a knock on David Finley at all. 
like this is not going to be a knock on him at all. I just feel like he doesn't belong in this story. Like just just for me, like I just don't like it did not add when you mentioned it didn't add a single ounce of intrigue to me. It it took it away a bit uh, to a degree for me because that oh that that Osprey and Moxley pairing and having them two go one on one to finish this off at Wrestle Kingdom to me would have been like a perfect conclusion to what they were doing to what they've done and what their history has been. David Finley's just so randomly thrown in there. Unless you can correct me of anything that 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 puts these three together, like specifically that would put these three together. It 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 was like why. Like, why is why wouldn't he be the guy that says interferes and fucks the fucks them up after the Wrestle Kingdom match? Yeah. And then establishes himself as the new contender for whomever comes out on top in that particular one-on-one match at Wrestle Kingdom, not being in the fucking match. Like, like, like that, that, that was like, no, no. Like it, it just didn't feel like. It belonged. It didn't feel like he belonged in that story. They 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 shot it too fast, and I think that's two months too early. I agree with you. Osprey's contract doesn't end until February. I think that Finley would have been much more, uh, you know, to- uh, tolerable as the challenger after Wrestle Kingdom. Let Osprey and Moxley have their big matchup to determine who's the greatest IWGP UK US champion ever. And then whoever comes out of that, Finley can beat for the title and get his his push, his next level of his push. But shoehorning him here, it just feels like they're trying too hard. Uh, we do yeah, have... Like, but, and then you got him smashing both titles like he's the dominant figure of this story when you're the extra guy in the story i just hope this means we're getting the ic title back please please give us the ic title back. please give us the ic title back uh, it's a beautiful title yo so pretty it's the it beautiful title yeah way better than that us or uk shit that they got I, I, no, I actually like that title too i think that title is dope as well i think new japan make dope titles until they made that iwgp world title yeah that's, yeah that's we're not going to talk about we got a super chat donation from the good brother valo b thank you so much valo b always supporting and of course if you're with us live you can send a super chat donation any dollar amount matters we will highlight your comment on screen and give us your th- your our thoughts on what you have to say we got valo b saying shoda had to go uh go three levels above to beat Osprey and he went three levels above just that Osprey went another level above himself too. 40 minutes of pure wrestling bliss, storytelling, and it was cinema. An absolutely fantastic match. Spoiler alert, another Osprey five-star matchup incoming, in my opinion. But that's what we're doing now. We call on everything in wrestling cinema now. Uh, so, well, well, that's what Roman Reigns said. Only little kids do that last night. He said, the kids say it's cinema. That, that's how, that's what we're doing now. Everything is cinema now. <laughs> you know, I, I completely actually when I we'll talk about I completely agree. I was like, when the fuck has everything become cinema? Everything is fucking cinema. They're calling it cinema. 
<laughs> oh, we got another super chat donation from the good brother, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, who says, um, yes, you can't tell me this man isn't the greatest. Talking yeah. about Brian. Whenever you see that, you Brian already know Daniels. he's talking about Brian Dan. Yeah, you yeah. already know. No matter what part of the show you post this at, this could be two hours in. This is a plug no. for the American Dragon. <laughs> I love it. And that's a perfect segue, too. So I thank you, Negro Buck. As we talk about Brian Danielson's injury that he suffered, it was revealed on the October 28th edition of AEW Collision last Saturday that Brian Danielson suffered a broken orbital bone on last week's AEW Dynamite. Claudio Casanoli announced the news on Collision. During Sunday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer gave an update. He noted that Brian Danielson has already had surgery to repair the fracture AEW had hoped that it would not require surgery, but it was the only way for him to heal properly. It was noted that if there are plans for Danielson to wrestle Kashiko Okada again at Tokyo Dome, they may not happen. The reason that Claudio Casanoli mentioned wanting to face Okada is because he may be a replacement if Danielson can't do it. Danielson's contract with AEW is expected to expire in September of 2024, which is about when he plans to retire from full-time in-ring action. Melton noted that while Tony Khan could add time due to injuries, he likely wouldn't if Danielson wanted out. During Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that Brian Danielson did not suffer the broken orbital bone last Wednesday during his match on Dynamite. According to Meltzer, he suffered the match during his match on Collision against Andrade El Idio four days earlier. Per Meltzer, the injury occurred during the Andrade match when Andrade and Danielson went uh, Andrade through his spinning elbow. During the move, it appeared the two men inadvertently clashed their heads against one another due to some mistiming and miscommunication. And Danielson then went into his tag team matchup on Dynamite already injured, apparently not yet realizing the full severity of his broken orbital ball. However, AEW reportedly ran the injury angle to take him out during the matchup. Fightful Select reports that Danielson has been telling people that the injury happened during a basic collar and elbow tie-up. As the two locked up, Danielson caught a stray elbow or forearm, and the injury is said to be rare freak accident. The hope is that he will be back before the end of the year, and there goes Andrade's TV time. Anyway, what do you think about uh, this accident with Brian Danielson and I think that all these injuries are kind of telling us that yeah he's probably right in his decision to call it the end of his full-time career right yeah I mean it has to be I mean like this feels very much like I I compared it I think on Believe in Pro Wrestling this week I was like I my favorite my favorite wrestler of all time is Brian Danielson the last time I had a favorite in something I watched him have one of the greatest careers of all time and then their last few years, it was spent with a whole bunch of injuries until he just decided that the last year was the last year. Yes, Brian yeah. Danielson is Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's uh, – I just want it to be where he is in the, in the place to make the decision. Like, you don't want that taken away from you. Like <clears> – <throat> If that is his trajectory, which it, it's a good trajectory because he has multiple kids now. So he might, you know, to be able to be fully functional and still be fully able physically and do all of that stuff and 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 watch, you know, watch his girls grow up. You you want to be able to do that and and not be limited or or 
actually witness it and remember it. Because, you know, that's the, the, the scariest thing if you're, you're leaving is like head injuries, neck injuries or anything like that. And he has a history of both. <laughs> so you want him to be able to go out in his own, own terms. But if these little these little it's like almost like these like I don't know life. It's like in life. It's like these like little warning shots keep coming at you. It's like these little warning shots like, yeah, yo, this is it. Make it now. This is it. Or something's gonna happen that's gonna be out of your control. Like I'm I'm a big believer in shit like that. Like these little things, it's like, all right, you can recover from a broken arm. You can recover from a broken orbital bone. Don't let something else happen. So it's it's like, yeah. So and I would just say whoever, and that's all of us, and that's all of us, I would say enjoy this final year that we have. Of him because enjoy the final countdown. You gotta, yeah, you you gotta know when it's like, yo, how many things can you shatter on your body before it becomes chronic or permanent? Like, like you just don't want to keep risking it, and especially when you got when you got children, especially when you got children. Like, if he was somebody that was, if it, he was like divorced or single and had no kid, like he had nothing to like look forward to. He has more than enough money. Like, yo, go off into the sunset. You're certified. Your first ballot, whatever wrestling hall of fame that there's gonna be, obviously, obviously, whenever the WWE is gonna do it. And I just, it just kind of stinks that WWE is like the only actual meaningful hall of fame in wrestling. It's like, not it, meaningful at all, actually. I know, but what I mean, is like, <laughs> it's the people, one that's acknowledged people, the most. But people look forward to it. Like people will say. Hall of Fame this year, Hall of Fame this year. And even though it's like, um, it's basically a publicity stunt to sell tickets, but that's the only one that people pay attention to. And there's not an actual, like, professional wrestling Hall of Fame. Like, they well, actually. There is. There is, but they like yeah, yeah. The WWE has made themselves over the last twenty years synonymous with wrestling. So people acknowledge that one before the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame actually has credentials and criteria for the people entering it. So it's much more prestigious than the WWE, which was for the past twenty five years has only been on the whims of one old, out of touch fuck bag who's been harassing women. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I, I com- yeah, so yeah, com- completely agree with that. I just like what I mean by that is that I just wish that the pro wrestling one was more like glorified and was given like a much bigger stage for for people to remember the years. Like, this person got inducted this year, this person got inducted this year. No one knows that unless you look on Google, yeah, unfortunately, which stinks because it's definitely one of the most popular popular entities on on planet. But, you know, so let's just, I was just say enjoy it. Um, and I, I just hope that, I hope we get this match. I just hope, hope I just it. hope when he comes back in January, we can just get smooth sailing until he wants to call it a wrap. No more injuries. We don't need any more breaks. Just have your, have your great matches and be, don't get into any more injuries. But and before- he doesn't need to be a full-blown, full-time wrestler. Yeah. Like he, he's not, he's, he's I think no, well, this whole end is the end of his full time career. Yeah, like he could still be there full time, but he just doesn't need to have fucking four or five matches a month. <laughs> like he doesn't need to do it. Like he's earned the right to be a special attraction. 
Like, if you're going to put him on a pay-per-view, like, make him be on a pay-per-view and then have him on TV building up to it, but you don't got to have him in the fucking ring on, on, on fucking Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. Not Definitely not in the same week anymore, please. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, <laughs> let's conclude with uh, in NJPW last Saturday was Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which saw Shingo Takagi picking up the victory over Tamatanga in a very good main event to win the never open weight championship, regaining the gold in Tamatanga's first defense of the title. It's back on the dragon. Speaking of Los Inganables, De Hapon, uh, well, Shingo was challenged post-match by AEW star Trent Beretta. Those two will face at Long Star Shootout next week. Also, Los Inganables, they have home. We're in tag team action. Uh, they went to a 20-minute time limit draw as Sonata and Yura Yuramura of Just Five Guys fought Tensuyo Naito and Hiromo Takahashi to a stalemate, previewing Naito versus Sonata for Wrestle Kingdom. They also had Eddie Kingston beat Hanare in a physically intense battle to, to retain the NJ APW Strong Openweight Championship. Uh, Satoshi Kojima defeated Fred Rosser, Jeff Cobb, and Alex Coglin to become the number one contender for the never open for the uh, NJPW Strong Openweight title. You also had uh, Kojima. He will face uh, Kingston at Lone Star Shootout on November 10th as well. El Fantasmo and Hikaleo beat Monster Sauce to retain the NJPW Strong Tag Team titles. And then finally, Julia retained the NJPW Strong Women's Championship against Hanyan in a solid bout as well. Some good stuff from Fighting Spirit Unleashed. If you want a more in-depth review, we're going to be dropping that over at patreon.com forward slash true hail heat this weekend. So look on, be on the lookout for that. But moving on to AEW Dynamite this week. Dynamite was down in the ratings, unfortunately, to 832,000 viewers. But once again, we all are very, we're being given a very clear message about AEW nowadays, uh, Top Guy JJ. The main character is MJF. And it's MJF all the time on this episode of AEW, you know, by the way. He was on the show like, what, six, seven times? It was, it was, literally, it was literally like you were watching Boy Meets World and Corey just kept popping up. Um, <laughs> AEW Dynamite, uh, the show featured MJF in the main event, but unfortunately taking a pinfall loss to the number one contender, Switchblade Jay White, as Bullet Club Gold defeated MJF, the acclaimed, and Daddy Ass in a fun eight-man tag main event. Post-match, Matt Caster took the bullet for MJF when White nailed Caster with the title belt, which led to MJF finally deciding to scissor the acclaim to end the show. We had an excellent opener to the show as Orange Cassidy defeated Claudio Castanoli to retain the AEW International Championship. Post-match, the former champion, John Moxley, showed up to beat down and maul Cassidy before challenging him to full gear to a rematch. Mogul Embassy beat the Elite's Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks to regain the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships after a distraction from Swerve Strickland, who said, Whose house? I was in your house last week, which led to Hangman Adam Page leaving the Bucks for dead as they lost the titles. And Matt Jackson turning, uh, basically showing a lot of anger in the post-match, which he would show some more later on in the night. 
Hikaru Shida picked up a victory over Willow Nightingale in a very good matchup to retain the AEW Women's World Championship. Post-match, timeless Tony Storm tried to steal the spotlight from Shida again, who attacked her. Then Julia Hart showed up to confront Willow Nightingale. However, Sky Blue appeared to spit blue mist into Julia's face. The Golden Jets of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho beat Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Post-match, the Don Callis family challenged the Jets to a street fight in two weeks in Ontario, California, and Omega revealed that Kota Ibushi will be one teammate, while Jer Jericho revealed that Paul White, Tall Paul, will be the other. And after some motivation and a threat from Christian Cage, uh, Adam Copeland finally accepted the invite of Sting and Darby Allen to team with them to face the Christian Coalition at full gear and speared his former best friend to stand tall. And then later on the night, Golden Jets got into a confrontation with the Young Bucks, who basically accused Kenny Omega of being a bad friend, teasing a tag team match at full gear for them. So a lot of setup for full gear on the show, a lot of confirmation of some matches and MJF, the main character. Any quick thoughts on Dynamite this week? Uh, just um, it was fairly fairly packed show for for yeah. for, 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 two, for two hours. Like uh, me and Jimmy were honestly surprised by people being so upset because it had the one thing we always ask for Dynamite to give us that they usually don't give us a show long narrative. If it if it feels like a TV show, yeah. that's what we always ask for, and it felt yeah. like a TV show. And credit now, one thing I. Credit is I'm, I'm I'm crediting what AEW is doing with Jay White, like like <clears throat> they're making him a big star. Like they're 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 doing it right in front of you. Like he was already a big star in Japan, and it obviously it, it you know wrestling fans have no fucking patience whatsoever. So his first like month or so at AEW, what are they doing with Jay White? What are they doing? They're just burying him. Not even, not even. Jim, Jimmy not, has not. Jimmy has not said much about them turning that around, but yes, like it didn't even take them a season, and not a year long season, a a summer to fall season, until they turned him into a main event star. But you know, let let let's rag on all the other shit that they got going on that's wrong, but not give him like what they're doing with him is fucking phenomenal. And, and, and you know, like I, I love seeing that, and hopefully it's not too late. But I have been, I have been thinking about this whole Young Bucks thing for like they have been losing entirely too much, like yeah. entirely too much. Dave Meltzer talked about it this week that the Young Bucks resigned with AEW, and Tony hasn't done shit with them, like. It, it's it's there that is the, the that's their piss poor execution right now is like they don't even it's like hopefully whatever happens with 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 matt jackson explosion whatever or or minor meltdown hopefully it leads to something obvious it looks like it's leading to to the jets and, and the bucks there this is something that the bucks would have to win like they can't just keep going into these things and losing they can't keep going into these beefs and losing because everything that they lose, whatever comes out their mouth, no one's going to fucking believe a word that they say. True. Like winning helps your promos and no one's going to care about them if all you fucking do is lose. 
So hopefully that shit changes soon. But um, yeah, that that's been a little like head scratching. Like, like who the fuck did they just lose these six man championships? Like who? But you know what else <laughs> is a head scratcher? Top guy JJ. After seemingly debuting as a one off for temporary guest on the October 25th edition of AEW Dynamite, All Elite Wrestling has announced that AEW has signed a multi has signed a multi-year deal with WWE Hall of Famer The Nature Boy Rick Flair. In addition, AEW will make his new Woo Energy Drink as the new exclusive energy drink of AEW. In the announcement, it was revealed that uh, Flair's uh, energy drink was a part of the deal, as uh, Khan also announced that it will become the energy drink of AEW. During AEW show dates, select uh, host venues will carry the clean energy drink at uh, concession stands for fans to enjoy. Fightful Select had more details on AEW signing the 74-year-old WWE Hall of Famer. According to the report, sources close to Flair stated that his contract is similar to the one Randy Savage signed with WCW in the mid-1990s, where part of Flair's contract was also a deal with the energy drink that would cover a significant amount if not all, of Flair's contract salary for AEW. When Savage departed from WWE and signed with WCW in late 1994, he brought a lucrative Slim Jim sponsorship along with him. Eric Bischoff has previously mentioned that the Slim Jim deal uh, paid a significant portion of Savage's WCW salary when he signed at the time. With regards to why AEW opted to sign Flair to a multi-year contract, AEW sources cited that the merchandising potential uh, as the a big possibility as to why he was signed to the roster and being able to use Flair in merchandise, action figures, and video games are seen as potential reasons for signing Flair if they can uh, they can under his contract in new contract. Flair is 74 years old and wrestled his last match, quote unquote, in July of last year. He's also had multiple heart surgeries, including a, having a pacemaker installed in 2018. Ric Flair has revealed the length of his new contract with AEW. Uh, AEW revealed it was a multi-year contract, and it was revealed in an interview with the Wrestling Observer Radio that it will be for two years. Uh, Chad uh, Bronstein, Flair's business partner, said, We signed a two-year contract with AEW. We worked with AEW for two years. Rick is also part, uh, going to be part of AEW for the next two years as well, and however long he wants. Flair then quipped 76 and still talking. Woo! In an interview with PW Insider, Ric Flair spoke about how often he will appear on AEW television now that he has signed a multi-year contract. He said on if he will wrestle in AEW, no, I don't think I will. If you're asking me if I want to, he laughs, I have to be careful what I say because it never comes out correctly. I just made it uh, very clear to everybody that I can take bumps. I have a doctor's release to do anything I want like that. Do I think I'll wrestle again? No. Would I like to? Obviously, he laughs. I'm never going to say no. There you go. <laughs> on how often he'll appear on AEW, he said, I would like to be there as much as they want. I mean, they have a real deep roster and they come to the shows. I mean, every show is almost entirely different from that. Very few times you see people back to back, except maybe like Chris or Sting or MJF. I mean, they have a really deep roster with, you know, which they need to produce three shows. So I just hope I can establish myself as an important part of it after Sting retires and continue to do something for him. 
Your thoughts, Top Guy JJ, on Ric Flair signed to All Elite Wrestling? I mean, you got all this good shit that you have. You got, you got this good stuff that you got going on. You got <clears throat> these cool stories. And then in the span of three frames, three to five frames or something, you've just shown me Paul White and you show me Ric Flair. Let's let's that's not that's not I think I think these are two. And I'm not they they're not comparable. When I'm not yeah, I don't yeah. know there's nothing to compare with the two. But you're showing me WCW again. You're you're showing you you you're showing me this your Turner Broadcasting Networks and you're showing me two of the anchors that was there. And now they're gonna be like 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 it it just like I thought we were done with this in 2000. Like I thought we were done with this in 2000, and it, and it's like the Ric Flair one. It's why? Like I understand the one-off gift for Sting that would have been cool, but this is not a gift for Sting anymore. That's not a gift. You just signed the motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's not a gift anymore. He's a part of the goddamn whatever you want to call it, alum, the roster, the fucking the, the team, all elite, whatever you want to call them. That's what he is now. Explain yourselves on how the fuck do you think that this is a good idea on any element? Because you want to maybe see him have a a mic joust, a mic, a promo joust with, with some of with your MJF. So you're just literally wasting other talents' times, so you can have yourself a joust with potentially MJF or somebody else when you could just fucking have that shit on YouTube. Like, like, like this, when, when you say shit that makes zero sense, this makes zero sense. Like this, this, this does nothing. This does nothing for this place. At all. Like he ain't going there to fucking tutor anybody. He ain't going there to be anybody's mentor. He's literally there to collect a paycheck and collect TV time. That's yep. literally all he's there for. He ain't going to show up there and fucking show anybody the ropes, show anybody the way, give anybody. No, no, he ain't there for that. That's the nature boy. That's not who he the nature is. He ain't, he ain't there for any of that shit. Like he had one tutorship. He had one tutor lesson in his life to give and he gave it away and it was to Triple H. Everybody else, fuck all of y'all. Ain't none of y'all, ain't none of y'all, Hunter. <laughs> ain't none of y'all, Sean. <laughs> like, who the fuck is no? This is a complete waste on their on their side. And hopefully they're gonna realize that in the next 30 to 60 days, but they're probably just gonna woo and have their fucking energy drinks and all that. Like yep. complete fucking waste right here. 
I just don't see the value in having Ric Flair in your company. Like, I understand the idea of, oh, casual fans know him and the merchandise opportunities and action figures. I just don't understand it because of everything that has preceded this from Tony Khan that said that you wouldn't make a decision like this. The same Tony Khan who just a couple of weeks ago stood on his high horse and tweeted about Visek man and his past of, you know, sexual mixed deeds. We shall call it when you just, you just hung the pot kettle. You just hung the pot. This man went on an interview and bragged about sexually assaulting women in the eighties and getting away with it. Are you fucking kidding me? My dude, you are the same Tony Khan who's still on your moral high horse and said, Hulk Hogan and your wife. You, you're not even married to your wife anymore. Hulk Hogan and your wife. You can't come to AEW shows. Like you got, you, you just, you just hired Ric Flair. Like my dude, like my dude. I'm not saying both things are equal, but I'm saying one guy dropped the end bomb, the other basically sexually assaulted numerous more women over the years. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And does Ric Flair at 74 years old add anything to this product? And like, That's literally, we have been on a, we, like in the past week, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off. I'm sorry. Go, I'm go, go. I feel like we have been on a fucking staircase, a 16 step staircase. Yes, 16 times, 16 step staircase. And we've been falling fucking down since Ric Flair came here. We were at the top of the stairs and we were like, oh, Ric Flair's here. And then we fell down one stair. We were like, oh yeah, Ric Flair's here. Then we felt, we were like, okay, it's just a one-off. Then he started talking. We was like, oh, 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 oh. We started falling down more stairs. We was like, oh, shit. He said he here until revolution. All right. Okay. That's just a couple of months. And then we went, we went down all the fucking other stairs this week when we found out it's a two-year deal. What? Yo, that dude is going to be there till revolution 2026, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like... <clears throat> So whatever moral high ground that he had in any interviews. I, I don't never want to hear gone. any of it. I don't want to ever hear any of it anymore. Gone. Like, and, I'm, and I'm not and I'm not even saying like the wrestling business should be on some moral high ground because this business has never been it about moral high. high but but you you tried to you tried to play yourself like you were something that you weren't, obviously, from decisions exactly, like this. Exactly. And I think that's what you, he he has now learned. That wrestling has no moral high ground. <laughs> there isn't one. There isn't one. Because if there's a chance to make some cash, you're going to fucking take it. And that's literally what the man just did. He ain't signed Ric Flair as a treat to fans. This wasn't a treat to fans. This is a chance to collect some cash and sell some tickets. This is literally all this is. There's, there's nothing about this that is going to help AEW on its television monitors. There's nothing that is going to... This is to say Ric Flair is in attendance. Ric Flair is going to be in the house. This is going to help sell tickets because I guess they can't fucking give Adam Copeland a month of shine and let you him know, shine for a month 
to see how the fans generate to him. So literally two weeks later, we're going to sign Ric Flair. Like, like, like that. And that is one of their biggest problems is that everything they fucking do, they hotshot everything. Like they never let nothing marinate. They are the most unseasoned chicken in fucking wrestling. Like, like nothing marinates with this company. Like everything is so, so fucking spontaneous, so hot. And, and it's like, if something clicks, then they're just going to ride it. There, there ain't nothing about this. There ain't nothing about this. That's Yeah, it was cool to see when he came out as Sting's gift. But what the fuck involvement is he supposed to have on your, on your, on your television screens for the next, not only three months, because that's when Revolution is going to be Sting's final match. Three months. 24 months? Wait, that that's that's another number. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's another yeah. number next to that. Uh, I just, I just like because I, you know, people see the question in the in the thing, and I think that uh, the reason I put that question in our headline here is because of the fact that, yeah, it it hurts their image on multiple levels. Like we just talked about. Uh, you know, the, the whole moral high ground AEW and Tony Khan has been on in the past. But also, we have to realize that Tony Khan didn't just come in here as like uh, kind of teasing that he was going to be a more progressive company. And they did freaking freaking rallies about how they were going to be this progressive company and stuff like that and listen to the women and all this other stuff that they haven't really done. And now you got this move, which is just so in the face of it, because not only did you come in as this progressive beacon of light, you came in as a beacon of light at a time where WWE was in the doldrums and where WWE, we had spent the last past decade of WWE before AEW came in with it relying on what? nostalgia and what the fuck did you do in the past month you hired 49 year old adam copeland you brought back 50 year old paul white and you hire 74 fucking years old old melted candle can barely do the strut can barely walk up a flight of stairs without having his pacemaker reinstalled. What the fuck are you doing, Tony Khan? This this candle still got some life left, so I guess I guess the melted candle. I guess it, it's almost out. It's almost out. <laughs> so hopefully we don't see a, a candle expire on live television. Like, like, oh man! And- <laughs> <laughs> like your line hit me like. Like smack me in the face. I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo. I it, it that's why I brought up Paul White and the Ric Flair in the same because it's that's why I felt it would it literally that's what WC that's what they did. And then obviously as you WWF WWE copied them hard body and literally having Oh, special appearance by Stone Cold or special appearance by this. And now you thought Paul White was going to draw attention. And and, and, and I guess if you're live in attendance, that's kind of cool to see because you're probably not going to see another AEW show for another at least two years at minimum. So you got to see that that's cool. But this is now on our television screens as a story to remember. 
And now when you go home and you realize the following week that you are now a part of this program that you just saw Paul White on and that you just saw fucking the nature boy Ric Flair on. And now you're realizing they're a part of the two hours that you have now to watch. Now you start to realize and people are like, oh, they're holding back this person. They're holding back that person. What about this person, Sean? What about this person's push? Well, there it fucking goes because there's 30 minutes of your fucking TV time gone. Because guess who's in a heavy storyline? Christian Cage, Adam Copeland, and all of them. And guess who's a part of that now? Fucking, you have you have um, Darby Allen, Sting, Ric Flair. If I said Adam Copeland's name twice, good. Because that's 30 minutes of your fucking TV time every week now until this is over. Hey, I'm fine. I'm fine with the Copeland and uh, Christian story. Copeland that's, that's, and Christian. That's, that's been entertaining and great that's every week. We don't, need, we don't need Ric Flair involved. Bro, that's going to be the only thing that literally saves the entire segment every fucking time that they're on is Copeland and Christian's presence. That's literally going to be the only thing that saves this. And God, God, you know, you know, God bless you, Sting. God bless you, Sting. That you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through this. <laughs> God bless you, Sting. That they booked a whole, re, a whole retirement angle that's gonna last months for you. And to, the best example of your career was the first thing that they did was Tony Khan bringing in someone that has stole the spotlight from you for your entire career, and that's what he's here to do. The Nature Boy Ric Flair stealing Sting's spotlight. I think that's a microcosm of Sting's whole entire WCW run. Like, uh, are you going to announce you got a gift for Sting and then you you sign him? <laughs> like, like, sign a gift. Sign a gift away. Um, but it's a business decision that that only positively affects your brand. <laughs> and it RPG. ain't gonna be positive. RPGs is saying the progressive rah-rah was when uh the elite actually had power and Cody was trying to be second and in charge. I do say I did say when I saw this decision, I was like, Yeah, there's another clear sign that the elite don't have any power, it seems like. Like they re-signed as EVPs, but I think that's just a title at this point. Uh, we got an another super uh, another comment here from uh Vala B who says this does hurt AEW image wise, but most people need to stop saying that AEW is done. And I agree with you, SP3 and Top Guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not at the doom and gloom. And I put that in my original tweet when I said this was one of their worst decisions is that it's not the end of the company at all. The company's oh still going to go. It's still going to be strong, but you do things to hurt your image. And like WWE is doing everything in their power to hurt your image because now they're the baby face company. They're or they're improving. They've reformed their image. I have people being like, oh, no one even is going to care about that Ric Flair stuff. I was like, okay, there's a point to be made there because Vince McMahon came out on WWE television last year and got cheered like he was fucking God despite having sexual uh, allegations out there against him. But there also needs to be the people that just want to acknowledge that fact and don't want to acknowledge the fact when Vince McMahon was removed, people came back to the product. So, yes, yes, not having people that are problematic does actually bring people back to your product. So, <clears throat> I, 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 I got to ask this question, and this is more of, this is rhetorical, so I don't, I don't need a yes or no. 
when people read, like, and people read columns, do people really have this such simplified imagination where you turn one opinion into a gloom and doom of something compared to it just being an opinion that a business made? Like the business may, doesn't mean the business is coming to an end, doesn't mean it's coming to a close, but you can make dumbass decisions during your existence that we are going to talk about, and it will either be positive or not positive. This happens to be a decision that's not positive. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 yo, like, guys, WCW was the hottest company in wrestling in 1996 and most of 1997. What WWE do? They started actually focusing on new stars and building stuff up. 1997, they weren't the hottest company, but they had one of their greatest years of all time with, like, the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rise of the Rock, DX, all that other stuff. They just kept the going along, and then 1998, they changed everything around, and they became the hottest company. So it's very easy to go from the hottest company to not hot anymore, and I feel that's where AEW is at. The AEW, for the longest time since its inception, has been the hot company. It's been the babyface company. It's been the cool company. It's not any of those things anymore. And... <clears throat> this Twitter thing, X comment. If, if if this is where your dialogue and your stories and your your intel is coming from, not you personally, not you personally, but th this is where it's coming from from the masses and the consensus. With all due respect, you're an idiot to begin with, because because um. <clears throat> You know, you, you're you not getting a full fucking news clip and a hundred and whatever characters that you have to do. And then you have to spread it amongst how many fucking X's or tweets or whatever the fuck you want to do. And for how many years and how long have we known that that shit is the literal Internet poison? Twitter is the literal Internet poison. It's the literal Internet poison. Yes. Yes, this is but but that's what they're saying on Twitter. That's what they're saying. No shit. That's what they're saying on Twitter. No shit. That that cesspool. Cesspool <laughs> on Twitter. No shit. Because there's a bunch of mindless fucks that has access to touchscreen devices, and their non-spelling, uneducated asses has the ability to create an account, make a stupid password that probably their password is probably I suck balls, and then they get to go on there, and then they get to tweet. They get to tweet. Like, they get to do this. And they have the same access as us. These are the same mindless minions. There's millions of them. And that's the problem. There's millions of these motherfuckers. So, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be on there. So to make matters worse for uh, Tony Khan this week, on the same week that he announces uh, Ric Flair as the newest member of the AEW roster, he spent most of the week since like last Saturday hyping an important announcement on this week's <laughs> AEW Dynamite. An important announcement. 
And every and I, and I know there's no, been people. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I know there's been people. I know there's been people that have compared the the, the Tony Khan uh, announcements to like Disney Carter or saying they always let you down. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like 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 you know when you know when someone tells you we're at rock bottom and then like a couple of months later you lose your job, you lose your wife, you lose your kids and stuff like that, and you'd be like, nah, this is rock bottom. This this what that felt like. All the other announcements, y'all try to tell me that no, that wasn't a letdown. That wasn't a major announcement. That wasn't an important announcement. And I was able to come up with a way of why he would think that was a major important announcement. There is no thing. There is nothing I can tell you for Tony Khan announcing when tickets will go on sale for AEW All In 2024. His important announcement on fucking Dynamite. Was that was that tickets for the London show will go on sale to the general public on December 1st with a pre-sale on November 27th, an August 25th, 2024 show. Why the fuck is that an important announcement? Nigga, in August. It's in August. And you you have yo, see, again, this is what we're gonna talk. They're not dead. This company is not over, and they're not canceled next week. But what the fuck? You are telling me that you had your publicist waste time building a font, using this background to say he has a major announcement to tell us that tickets to a show is going on sale? Tickets to a show. I don't care what show it is. You're going to sit here and tell me that you're posting on social media that a motherfucker has a major announcement and it's for tickets to a show? (laughs) I dare anybody on the planet to defend that shit. Because you know where you would belong? You would belong in the Twitterverse with the rest of the mindless fucks with the suck my balls password. Sucking balls. Sucking and Tony Khan made us suck all the balls. <laughs> like, uh, no, I would yo, I would I was I like I, I need to breathe. I need TV. to breathe. I like, yeah. I don't get I mad at my but I was like, are you fucking kidding me right I, now? I wanted to jump through the screen and just grab him, just grab him by the shirt. Like like how Warlow grabbed MJF on Dynamite. I wanted to do that to Tony. Like, what? Like what? You wasting time? Like you, my nigga, you didn't even need to hype this. You could have just popped up on the screen. You could have yo, just popped up on the screen and said literally. And the announcement is not good. Nigga, that shit wasn't an announcement. That shit was an infomercial that had a fucking Instagram post. No, it's the perfect it's the perfect example of uh the office meeting that could have been an email. That's that's the ultimate example of such. Um, but finishing up with news before we get into a rampage and collision, uh big uh injuries have happened for AEW, which has caused a lot of creative changes as of late. The Wrestling Observer newsletter reports it's been a that bad week for AEW. it's it's been a bad it's been a bad month. And even uh, though that show wasn't that bad. And that's the problem. 
No. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that injuries to several wrestlers in All Elite Wrestling's uh, main event scene caused changes to long-term uh, booking plans in All Elite Wrestling. Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley all went down with injuries in recent weeks. Although Moxley is already back, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that all three were factored into key things and a lot had to be changed with their injuries. This was all to in a domino effect with changes to all plans and plans are made and when something happens to interrupt those plans everything is scrapped and they start over obviously with moxley the changes can be seen on screen for aew programming and audible was called to give ray phoenix the international title that who then lost it to orange cassidy the man who oh moxley beat to win it now moxley and cassidy will face each other at full gear it was noted that the original plan was for mox to hold the title for a long time and that doesn't necessarily mean he will win back at win the title back at the pay-per-view but what do you think about all these injuries to aew but like i think that a lot of people need to realize this is probably the best we've ever seen a second promotion, a clear number two promotion as far as roster, as far as what they bring yeah. on screen. And as far as a, a number two promotion with as much trouble that they have been in in the past year from the punk stuff, from the Sammy stuff, to the fights backstage, to all this stuff with Ric Flair and image wise what's happened in the past year. They're still so good to watch. <laughs> like it's crazy you know to to a degree it's almost like obviously this is going to be like a yearly thing like every year we deal with like it's kind of like sports like every year you're going to deal with injuries <clears throat> quite frankly this is probably one of the healthier years that they've had like considering like considering like obviously we know we got some big name injuries we know we got some big names that's out but Talking at the same time a year ago, holy hell, there was a laundry list of motherfuckers that was not active. Like, we had literally an active Kenny Omega fighting through injuries. You couldn't have Samoa Joe on TV to, for, to save your fucking life because he was always on the shelf. You had, and I'm going to be missing people. But yeah. there is so many guys like that. Like Claudio was a fucking injury prone person. And now he's one of the healthy guys, which is it's been like it's it's kind of like a trade off. It's like a trade off, unfortunately, but it's almost like the trade. The trade off is kind of in our favor this year. Not to say that, you know, we don't want anybody to really be hurt. But the injury list, I just feel like it's a little shorter this year. It's not yeah. not as extensive. <laughs> and it, it, it happened earlier. It happened, you know, beginning of summer last year with Punk, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson going down. And then yeah, you had this big... one has happened later in the year, at the very least. And you got you got, and then you know, so obviously you got your big ones now is Adam Cole, and you have Brian Danielson that's out right now. Um, but now we know Brian. Brian will be back in. Brian January. is coming, but you know when Brian is coming back. The one that we just have no idea about is Adam Cole. Cole. And that's a big one because he's a part of the biggest storyline that's going on. Yeah, yeah. And that it's just like the timing of when that happened, it, it, it just really sucks because it's unfortunately he just, damn, like, damn. Like, you know, he was really like, it took him so long to come back from, from that, uh, from the head injury. 
And yeah. then now he got this fucking freak accident that took place. And this might actually be a longer recovery than the previous one. And, and it's because it's in so many places. So that's going to suck because he's going to be out for a really long time. But so it's like the people that's hurt is like massively important, but it just doesn't feel like it's as many as it was. That's true. That is true. I know you got a jet in like five minutes. Can I just run through uh, the rest of AEW real quick before? We yeah, yeah, out? sure, sure. Uh, sure. So they had Rampage last night. The show featured <laughs> Daniel Garcia beating Trent Beretta in a good main event. Post match, Garcia challenged AEW World Champion MJF and. MJF accepts. We got an AEW world title match this Wednesday on Dynamite. We Man. also saw the, <laughs> the guns defeated uh, Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel in another impressive win for them ahead of their ROH world tag team title shot. You had Sky Blue beat Marina Shafir. And in an awesome three-way opener, you had Penta El Zero Metal beating uh, Commander and El Hijo Del Vikingo. And then you had AEW Collision last Saturday. They did 472,000 viewers, but it honestly featured one of the very best AEW TV matches of all time as MJF defeated Kenny Omega in an absolutely fantastic 30-minute main event to retain the AEW World Championship thanks to a little distraction from Don Callis. Jay White also defeated AR Fox in a fun opener to the show ahead of full gear. You had Ricky Starks picking up a win over Dax Harwood in a solid bout. You also saw a uh, post-match uh, House of Black look to join Starks and Bill to beat down uh, FTR until the faction Inganables uh, made their return to have FTR's back and turn babyface. You had Hikaru Shida. She picked up another victory on the show over uh, Abaddon in a fright night fight to retain the AEW Women's World championship any thoughts on mjf officially becoming mm. the uh, longest reigning aew world champion with a classic bout mm. with kenny omega last saturday top guy jj that was a pay-per-view fucking match like holy 100%. shit like that that was a pay-per-view match that was amazing actually i was acting you know damn damn um well deserved well, well-deserved. I mean, I don't think there's really much to talk about this. I mean, MJ, we've literally seen the growth, the development, and the climb literally in front of our faces from yeah. day one. We've seen it. And this was bound to happen. It's happened. And this is another one of those things that AEW has done right. So they've done it right. And the fact that I don't think that anybody would expect that this would be an MJF that is doing this as a semi-baby face. So, <laughs> like, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, so like, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, MJF is a true treasure in the business. Like, um, and if you feel otherwise, then you either have no sense of humor or you just have fucking no, no fun bones in your body and you're probably a virgin. Well, goddamn. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, is MJF now officially to you the greatest AEW world champion of all time? Nah, I still got it. I'm still I'm still rolling with John Moxley for now. Um, I'm still rolling with John Moxley because of, of of that banner that he carried for so long. Like basically he had the company on his back. 
Like, I don't feel like the company is on MJF's back. MJF is just not doing anything to deter it. Like, and I, I think the company, I think the company is on his. Like, 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 he's, he's clear. He's clearly the number one draw. He's the number, the number one, one guy. guy. Yes. There's just so many pieces right now that is interesting in AEW right now. Like, like this Swerve Strickland is, is, is like holy shit. The rise of Swerve Strickland right now is fucking real. Like this rise of Christian Cage of what he's been doing. Like the there's so much great parts us around him right now. It doesn't like say if he wasn't on TV. For, I don't feel like the show would entirely suffer without but, him being. But on. It, no, no, it's not. It's not at that Roman level yet. But I think that they have they have clearly made him like the most important. Yeah, character. yeah. And, and, like, but this you, is the first time that I ever feel like AEW has their version of John Cena. Babyface MJF feels like their version of John Cena. Their main yeah, and, 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 and you know what? This this opinion could literally change in two three months. Like because I, I, I think I, I honestly at this point I think he's the greatest. Like because I think I feel like once he once he accomplishes this defeating of the, of Jay White, like the the list of people that he will have beat as champion, yeah. Like yes, top it off, and that's it. I mean, he posted he posted the list of, of the and he eclipsed the year. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like so, he's like you know, I don't mean like it's a mile. It's it's it, it it's literally it's right there. It's right there because I just remember how special John Moxley's AEW title run was. That that that's basically it. But I think MJF is literally he's about to take that shit like in any any month now. Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson, Ethan Page, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Kenny Omega. Those are the list of the guys That's his list. Yeah. He's as AEW world champion. And and it's it's it started off as not so impressive, and then it just got hella impressive at the end. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I know you got to go, Top Guy JJ. Uh, so we appreciate you for joining us this morning. Please let the people know where they can follow you on social media and when they'll see you back here on the flagship. Ah, I hope to be back here soon, man. But uh, it's good to make it. First week of November. So we made it. So we have completed 11 full, not well, not full episodes, but we've completed 11 of these bitches. Um, <laughs> you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. That's the same thing would be for, you know, Twitch, but I have, honestly, I've barely been on that shit as of late. I've been too busy for it. Um, and on the True Hill Heat Sports channel with the guys when they do the, when we get to do, like, live, whether it's the, hopefully, we're doing some streams tomorrow because I'm actually off tomorrow. Woohoo! Marathon. Can't go to work. Hey. Not going to work because of the marathon. There's no way I'm traveling. Fuck Staten Island and and do, through that shit tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I'm home. So yeah, there we go. Um, and then on on future streams, we've been doing Monday night football, Thursday night football, things of that nature. If the game is worth it, my Titans fucking lost a heartbreaker, but I liked the, I liked what I saw. Um, but yeah, that's the next time you can find me. Um, they do their fucking reviews and their previews way too early for me, so I could barely ever make them shits. So hopefully, if they ever do some of these shits at nighttime, I might be able to make a lot more of these reviews. But I know, you know, I'm I'm over here co-hosting with a papa over here, so he got to do shit. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I, I did I did collision discourse. Uh, what Monday at like 7 p.m. You didn't answer me. You didn't answer. I messaged the chat. I was like, anybody want to do this review with me? 
Oh, I was swimming. And I'll tell you, I'll, honest, I'll tell you, I was swimming in schedule hell because I was, I was at that exact Monday, I was creating the December schedule and I just said, fuck my life. That That's literally, that's why I literally put the phone down. I was like, nah, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing, like my brain just disappeared for like 24 hours on that Monday because I just said, yep, yep, this future is, it's going to be busy. It's going to be somewhat fun, but it, it I'm going to be non-existent. We <laughs> so, understand. Yeah, your answer. <laughs> there we are. We understand, sir. So we appreciate you joining us today, and hopefully we'll see you to end off 2023. Appreciate you, sir. I, de- I definitely could do that. I, I could pop in, but for a show? But enjoy work, sir. I will see you soon. Um, we we got in the chat here, Vala B, who says, I'll try to explain AEW right now. Outside of its image as a product alone, they got a lot uh, a lot of stuff marinating in the fridge, but they don't have a pan to cook that shit yet. I'm waiting on that pan. This might be one of the best analogies I've seen in the chat. Vala B, well done. Well done. Well done. But I am not going to be doing the rest of the show alone. Unfortunately, we got our special guest, uh, Greg Cherry, couldn't be with us. But I got an even better, I got an even better, just as good of a special guest. He's usually in the backstage area with providing us with all the great pictures we will see for the rest of the show. But he has to step in and only make what his third, fourth appearance on the show after 249 episodes where he's been backstage for most of them. And his baby Seth back on your screens. Oh my God, he's here. You had to tag me in, I see. You had to go for the hot tag, brother. Hot tag, hot tag. (laughs) My arch nemesis. I have to team with my arch nemesis here. You know, this is what desperation will do to you. Like TK had to go to Ric Flair. You you had to go to me, man. We're just desperate out in these streets. Desperation is a mother. Uh, <laughs> it's a mug. It's a mug. It's a mug out here. Uh, we got a bunch of comments in the chat. I want to feature. Keep those comments coming in the chat. We appreciate all of y'all joining us live here. And of course, your super chat donations are so, so important. Helps out the channel. I got babies to put diapers on. Johnny going to have babies soon. He got he to get ready for his wedding. So send those super chat donations, y'all. Uh, we got Chris in the chat who says, to me, MJF is greatest AEW World Heavyweight Champion in history. I asked Top Guy JJ, got to ask you, what do you think? Where does MJF rank as the greatest AEW World Champions of all time? I mean, he's definitely one of the more interesting ones. So I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, he's, I think hopefully if he resigns, he still has a long way to go. And it's a young company, too. So it's like the list is very small. But yeah, that's not... I can't argue that. Like, you could say Kenny, too. You could say Mox. Like, you're not wrong with either of those. I, I think it's a three-horse race. I think yeah. that they, they, the guys that have the strongest arguments are Kenny for his reign, where he just felt like he was, like, the biggest star in wrestling when he was holding or when the belt collector and all that stuff. And Moxley, who's just been, like, the heartbeat of this company, you know, they put the title on him. He held the title for nearly a year during the pandemic at that as well. So I think those guys make the best arguments. I think after that, you got someone like Hangman Page because the title defenses were just so spectacular. But I think MJF's catalog of title matches is even better. 
I would take I would take the Iron I mean, Man. You just match listed them. Yeah, definitely. You just yeah. listed them. So that Iron Man match is the match of the year contender for sure. So it made that fucking pay-per-view from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. And even the four the four pillars feud and build up wasn't good, but the match the was match was good. The match was yeah. great. We saw two dudes uh sink and two dudes swim after that build up for sure. <laughs> We, uh, we we saw the space between the four pillars because Darby came became this mo- this very interesting character who had AR Fox over here, the, the uh, Swerve and the Mogo Embassy over here. He had Christian Cage over there, Rujasaurus there. Like he just became so interesting with the feuds that he got into after four pillars, and then the, uh, and at least with Jack and Sammy, we saw some change after that. That sucked for them. It's like after that, TK needs a new construction for those pillars. <laughs> Rebuilding is already getting started. And we got Vala B in the chat and says, this might be my first live baby Seth show. There you go. Hey, hey. <laughs> Even, even JJ <laughs> reacting in the chat. Uh, we bring you in at a perfect time because we got a last bit of WW of AEW news before we get into WWE. And of course, we're talking about CM Punk, your favorite in the world. Of course. He took a shit, so we have to talk about it. Did he wipe? <laughs> what did he use? How many plies? Was in a two plot. Uh, Sam Punk <laughs> made a joke about his time in All Elite Wrestling while doing commentary for Cage Fury Fighting Championship. Punk was on the commentary team on Friday Night Show, and during the broadcast, he was talking about the lore behind one of the fights when his broadcast colleague, John Morgan, said, Amazing. You see what happens when you let CM Punk book a show? Punk qu- uh, quickly quit back. You get an entertaining show. When Morgan asked if anyone ever thought about giving Punk his own show where he was in control of the direction and Punk joked, no, nobody's ever thought about that. He then said, where am I? uh, Tanuka, Mississippi? All right. Uh, Following the news of Ric Flair signing with AEW, CM Punk took to his diary, a.k.a. Instagram story, where he wrote, sometimes your value isn't seen until your absence is felt. What do you think about CM Punk saying something and creating news headlines? Well, I don't get the joke. What was the tunica joke about? I don't know what the tunica part was was about. I don't know if that was the last show he did, maybe. I don't know. No, I thought it was like all in, wasn't it? Uh, Well, last collision show. Oh, the collision show. He did a collision show after all in? No, no, no. He did a collision before All In. That was his last his last TV. AEW oh, and, TV oh and that was, yeah, and it was the week before, right, because mm-hmm. it was taped. Or yeah. was that Dynamite, whatever. Oh, yeah, I think it was like hey. a Dynamite collision taping or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Listen, he was booking some good collision shows, in my opinion. But uh, aside from maybe the the weird one-week transition, I think collision has still been good with, Daniel, yeah. with uh, Danielson at the helm. So I can't say that it's been you know, there's more cohesion, which I don't dislike also. Like, yeah. I never agreed with the soft brand split that they were trying to do. That was that was a dumb solution to a problem that, that TK should have stopped a year in advance. But let's not get into that. Um, but, okay, he said something. Great. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, basically. basically that's not that's news. I'm sorry. <laughs> Big man dog saying MJS run is the best from an in-ring perspective, but I still prefer Mox and Kenny's as of now. Uh, but MJF's run isn't even over yet, so it can change. 
that's that's fair. That's fair. It has room to improve. Has room to get worse. Who the fuck knows? You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> uh, we got Vala B says, "Did you wash your ass, Nick Halsman, to the CM?" <laughs> Does he have a bidet? These are the questions. But the public we wants need, to know. We need to know. Uh, a new <laughs> report has some details on how WWE's new deal to bring SmackDown back to the USA Network could potentially affect AEW's next TV rights deal. As reported, uh, it was announced last month that WWE had signed a new TV rights deal for SmackDown that will see the show move to the USA Network starting in the 2024-2025 season. Fightful Select has spoken with a number of people and reports that NBC Universal was eager to get the rights to SmackDown as it's been viewed as WWE's top show in terms of viewership and being football proof in terms of ratings. According to the contacts at Warner Brothers Discovery, the network expects NBC Universal and USA Network to also make a bid for the TV rights to the NBA. The NBA has been on TNT for years, and should uh, should NBC Universal get the rights, it would be expected to affect the budget that could exist for new TV rights for Raw and WWE NXT. The NBA is expecting to get a major increase for their TV rights in 2025 and 2026. Obviously, if WBD lost the NBA, that would also affect uh, have an effect on WBD's budget. WBD contacts have said they are very happy with their relationship with AEW and look to have it continue. The network had anticipated everything that's happened with AEW ratings, particularly in terms of collision going against college football during the fall and AEW and WBD had not come to terms on a new deal as of a few weeks ago that would include the the AEW TV rights, pay-per-views, and the library. According to people at Warner Brothers Discovery, Tony Khan has a particular value that he believes the AEW library sits at. Fightful Select also reports that as of this morning, those that they had spoken to in AEW didn't know what Tony Khan's announcement would have been, but of course we know now it was nothing. Uh, But yes. (laughs) What do you think about all this news and the potential of uh, this whole NBA TV rights affecting WWE and AEW's TV rights? I mean, I don't watch the NBA, so I don't really care about that. You should! I know that's your thing, bro. Let that be your thing. That's cool. It's great. (laughs) What are you, you too busy watching Rock of Love from 2005 or something? What what the hell are you on? What the hell are you watching? We're watching fucking 15 hours of wrestling a fucking week trying to keep up to understand what's going on. You don't need to. You you produce this show. You don't need to watch 15 hours of wrestling. Watch three hours of this podcast. I I fall asleep on half of it anyway, so that's why I got to be on this show to fucking remind me what I missed. I mean, I, I hope everybody, there's money to be made around here, folks. Uh, that That's all I know, okay? So, fucking, I hope TK gets as much money as possible. Uh, I hope WWE gets as much money as possible. It's great for the wrestling business as a whole. It, it's like, it's so weird, the, the dynamic we're in. It's like, I don't want to say that viewership has been the lowest, but at least in terms of cable ratings, it's it's the lowest, but... I don't think that's the full story, obviously, with online shit and Nielsen ratings doesn't have all the yeah. homes anyway. But it yeah, just seems I think it, it was this week this week Dave Meltzer was talking about like if you compare it and really look at the numbers, AEW is actually doing better than what WCW did. Like if WCW was in twenty twenty three, 
they would be lower. Like the ratings they got then, how it equivalents to what it is in 2023. Not at their peak, though. At their peak. No, he said. He said. He, he talked. He, he literally said WCW from 1997, uh, from 1996 through 1999. That's their really. Point. Yeah, he said this. He said this would be better if you put AEW with this same rating based on the numbers in 2023 in that in that year plan, they would be higher ratings than WCW. That's interesting. I would need to see what what he. Wait, I need to see this article and his data, I guess. But well, it's a, it, it was it was a tweet. I think that he's gonna put more data. He said on the Observer newsletter next week. Well, my point being is like, okay, well, I thought viewership wasn't as high, but it's like they're we're make they're making more money regardless because the fans are spending more or whatever. You know what I mean? Like WWE is on fire. Good for them. As long as it's good for the wrestling business altogether, I'm all for it. Even if like. We're, we have problems with AEW's booking at the moment. Obviously, we don't want them to fail. So, of course, Just want them to do better. Fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> Big Van Dog says, "Isn't it really bad for WWE since Fox has uh, way more viewers? I mean, Fox definitely has way more viewers because it's on regular broadcast television, not cable television. But I think that they'll still probably do like two million, just under two million." For SmackDown, when it goes to uh, goes to, it's gonna be like uh, Raw. It's yeah. gonna be like Raw numbers, probably. Basically, got Santo in the chat. Thanks for joining us, Santo. Appreciate you, good brother. And we got uh, Fala B who says AEW has like a point zero 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 one percent chance of uh, ratings drop in over last year after cord cutting and the Nelson uh, the Nielsen changes. Yeah, it's 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 like very small of a change, and a lot of people are actually surprised by that. So despite people focusing on the numbers being down year over year, they're still doing well based on the stuff that everybody is dropping. <laughs> right, and, right. Percentage-wise, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, but final AEW news, just a little uh, quick note here. AEW released a new music video that pays tribute to its women's division, which features Grammy Award-winning singer Doja Cat and also features in the video Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Chris Statlander, Tony Storm, Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho, Soraya, Willow Nightingale, Hikaru Shida, and more. It features Doja Cat's uh, song Paint the Town Red, released back in August. Fightful Select reports that the video was a pretty straightforward shoot that was done a couple of weeks back. Did you watch the video, Johnny? I saw clips. I saw clips. Oh, okay. I was cool. gonna ask cool. you. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, uh, like what J uh, Jimmy told me on uh, AE Ramble this week. He was like Saraya in the video. He was like he never finds Saraya uh, attractive, but that video, she was just she was doing all this. Like, <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna have to do some research now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna have to watch the video back now. I think I think I've seen better videos of Soraya, if you know what I'm saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like we said earlier, Brian Danielson in 2006 is not the Brian Danielson in 2023. Just like the Soraya in 2012 in those videos is not the Soraya we have in 2023. I'm just saying. Some oh. things have changed. Some things have indeed changed. I got a couple of boltons since then. And a couple of times also. <laughs> Moving on to WWE. <laughs> WWE SmackDown last night. The show featured LA Knight and Roman Reigns having their final showdown ahead of WWE Crown Jewel, where Roman Reigns called LA a redneck version of his cousin. 
and Knight was unfazed uh, in saying he will make Roman Reigns bleed today at Crown Jewel. Meanwhile, there was a murder on SmackDown. There was a murder. John Cena, with his raspy voice, committed another <laughs> verbal murder as he called Solo Sokoa a bargain basement Taz ripoff ahead of their Crown Jewel class. Kevin Just Owens. another victim. <laughs> Kevin Owens beat Austin Theory in his return bout on SmackDown. You also had Pretty Deadly pick up a win in the Donnie Brook matchup over the Brawling Brutes. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi uh, picked up a win over the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions on the show. Sh Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin in a non-title match. And... Bianca Belair defeated Bailey in a good main event. Post-match, Belair put Bailey through the commentary table with the KOD. Did John Cena need to commit murder last night? <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that, that's his MO. So that's, that, that's, the, uh, that's the McMahon number one babyface way, man. So it's just... <laughs> just mark a young child. This is this young child. <laughs> to learn his lesson from Austin. Now, now this this felt like a lot different than the Austin Theory burn. Like, That's what I was gonna ask you. I haven't watched it yet, so how was it compared to that? Yeah, I would say like the the way I compare it. I said it on Sports Keto last. I'll say it here is that Austin Theory was like an an older like college football player coming back to high school and picking on a freshman and then pulling their pants down in front of the whole school. That's what that Austin Theory promo was. This was more of like the college football uh, football player sees a new freshman to the college and basically slaps him across the face and pats him on the head. All right, just a little, hey, sport. What's up, Tiger? Give him a little, yeah, yeah. Give him a little yeah, condescending yeah. nickname. Just testing the yeah. waters there. See what he can take, see what he can't take sort of thing. All right, I get you. Yeah, yeah. It felt more like that. It felt more like that. Yeah. You have watched too many 90s sitcoms with these analogies, sir. <laughs> I'm full of them! I'm full of them! Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to some news here. We had uh, a PW Insider had notes on two wrestlers that may appear on today's WWE Crown Jewel Premium Live event. It was, oh, excuse me, wrong wrong oh. slide uh it was noted that Kyrie Sane uh may be returning to WWE as soon as today's event there was some confusion regarding her status uh yesterday but the word now is that her return is eminent after being added to the company's internal roster uh we also have the report that Grayson Waller may be added to the show he was no longer advertised for this weekend's domestic live events and after conflicting reports regarding whether Kyrie Sane was back on the WWE's eternal roster pw insider now reports that Kyrie has been added as of 2 p.m eastern time on thursday the report reiterates that when they asked earlier in the day they were told that Kyrie had not been added to the eternal roster the same sources later reached out to say she was added this afternoon and has been not and not has not been assigned a brand as of yet the reports of Kyrie being added to WWE's our roster are no longer conflicting, but also PW Insider has uh, reported that 
uh, that Kyrie should be at Crown Jewel and is expected in Saudi Arabia. Fightful Select reports that WWE wanted to make the signing of Sane a priority this year, and she was actually brought uh, brought up last year as a potential return when WWE is bringing back several people in 2022, and but it never happened at the time. And there have been creative plans already pitched for saying when she comes back, her return is isn't something that WWE has tried to keep a secret. It has been kind of uh, suggested that maybe Kyrie Saint will reunite with her Kabuki Warriors tag team partner Asuka, but. What do you see with Kyrie saying? Do you see her getting involved in the women's title match? And do you see her realigning with Asuka or maybe even partnering up or feuding with Aiel Sky? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities there. And um, there's a lot of great possibilities, even more importantly. Uh, like, I always just compare this to like AEW. Like, oh, what if AEW got her instead? And it's like, what are, what are the great matches we could see there? And there's a few, but I think the potential for WWE great matches are better the stories lines are better for women like they're treated on a more equal level so it's like it's like when the women are on it's to me it's not oh this is the women's segment it's just yeah. the wrestlers are on and this is you know this is EO Sky and Bailey and this is Kyrie Sane and Asuka it's not like this is the women's segment like an AEW so kudos to WWE for getting her back man Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you that it's the right decision for her if she was picking between WWE and AEW because WWE right now feels like they are having a reinvestment into their women's division. Meanwhile, we're still got the same complaints about AEW. Yeah. Doja Cat YouTube videos aside. <laughs> of course. Of course. So right, you're doing this dance aside. Um, <laughs> We got in the comments, uh, Big Man Dog says, I love Cena Barry and everyone because he is a legend and nobody could say anything back. Yeah, I love the fact that there is a chance that John Cena does not let people know what he's going to say before he says it out there. I think there is definitely a chance that that happened. I don't doubt it, man. Sink or swim with him. Didn't it happen to Roman back in the day, like 2017? 2017. <laughs> You're just a bitch. That's what that's what I remember. <laughs> he's like he's like the guy who got burned and all he can he's say. Like, I he can't leave it. because you can't do this. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, well, well you're a bitch. <laughs> Your mother. Um <laughs> another and another star who is set to make their return to the WWE PW Insider is reporting that AJ Styles is scheduled to for next week's SmackDown taping on November 10th in Columbus, Ohio. He will then appear regularly. Styles has been out of action since September when he was written out of WWE storyline due to an attack from the bloodline. Do you think that we get AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns one more game? Either I won't say this year because we've already got the report. Roman is done for the rest of the year after today. But oh, like at Rumble? some at Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah, that would be dope. That was supposed to be Survivor Series, right? Yeah, or Crown Jewel, maybe, or one of those maybe. Before. I don't know. Yeah. I, I it felt like how they were booking it that it was going to be AJ before we got to LA Night, but yeah, LA yeah. Night was too hot. They just went with LA Night first. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. They had a good match back in the day, too, right? Like around 2018? A pair of great matches in uh, 2016 when AJ first came. That's okay, what, when that's when, yeah, that's what made Vince believe. No, when uh, Roman, yeah, when Roman was champ and AJ challenged him. Ah, okay. When he was the pit bulldog. Yes. That's <laughs> when he first, uh, I think he first started interacting with Gallows and Anderson. 
because they were doing that whole feud with uh, Roman and the Usos. I don't remember that shit. <laughs> this man has the worst memory of anyone I've ever done this show with. Um, I, gotta, I gotta make room for new shit, man. 15 hours of wrestling a week. Uh, WWE Raw this week, the ratings were down, unfortunately, going against the NFL, of course. 1.391 million viewers. The show featured Damian Priest beating uh, Sami Zayn via disqualification in the main event following interference from Jay Uso and the Judgment Day post-match. Cody Rhodes came down to make the save and delivered a crossroads to uh, J.D. McDonough on the commentary table. Speaking of J.D., he lost earlier in the night to Seth Rollins in a very good matchup. We also got an outstanding Drew McIntyre video package in an empty PC telling his story over the last uh, three years. Ricochet picked up a loss to Dominic Mysterio thanks to help from JD McDonough and Rhea Ripley. For some reason, The Miz seemingly turned babyface uh, by standing up to Intercontinental Champion Gunta. Uh, this led to a fatal four-way being set up to determine the next number one contender for the championship on next week's show. And you also had DIY picking up a win over Imperium in a good tag team bout. And we saw the main roster debut of the Creed Brothers as they defeated Alpha Academy in a great tag team matchup. Uh, what do you think about the Creeds making their way to to Raw? And do you think that we're seeing also, because like I said, we're seeing a renewed focus on women's wrestling over the last couple of weeks since Vince McMahon got sat in the corner by Ari Emanuel. And now it seems this week we're seeing a renewed focus in the tag team division. What do you think? Uh, I mean, good, because actually that's one of the things I fast forward. And I fast forwarded the, the two tag matches this week also. because <laughs> shouldn't. Those are good I, matches. Well, I'm not accustomed to thinking that WWE cares about the tag team division. So, like, I've, I've got to save time somewhere. So I just fast you forward to tag team shit. You got to rewind and go back, man. Uh, I'll watch. I'll catch the trees on the pay-per-views. <laughs> When they, when I actually get to see them and they impress me, then then, then I'll, I'll go back. And I did see DIY come out, but they had new music, and I was like, nah, I'm fucking with this. <laughs> I'm fucking oh with this. God. If you don't get me in the first three seconds, I'm out. <laughs> I do. Like Death Rebel is the worst in-house music they've ever had. What is that? The, is that the dudes? Is it like that's the, dudes that, the that's dudes? the that's the new Jim Jim Johnston, oh, aka God. the new uh, what was it? CFO. 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 My bad. Yeah. Yeah, CFO. they were fucking great. Jim Johnson's a legend. They were great. That NXT generation of yes. music. I yes. still listen to that like, that's, That helps, man. That helps keep my attention. And I'm sure for a lot of people, too. Like, do I want to see this? Okay, I'll finish this song. Okay, let's do this match. Oh, that was great. Boom. And now I want to see them. But I, you couldn't hook me in the first three, five seconds. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Deuces. Deuces. WWE. Did not get asked about a possible CM Punk return uh, during the Fastlane press event, though they reportedly expected to be, even prepped some of the talent for it. As noted last month, Punk is reportedly has not signed to return to the company following his AEW exit, and a report at the time said that there had not been any negotiations. That hasn't stopped uh, speculation about a Punk return, particularly for Survivor Series, which would have been spurned by comments. Uh, 
uh, Punk has made, which suggests he might be heading there. WWE has been trying to tap down on expectations that Punk may be uh, returning for Survivor Series, and Fightful Select reports that the many in the company have said they were surprised that they weren't asked about the possibility at the Fastlane post-show press event. And in the event they that they were asked, uh, Triple H and several members of the roster were prepared for the occasion with stars being prepped to deliver company lines. That line is that there's no ill will between Punk and WWE, and the possibility was there, but that Punk wasn't signed and talks were not taking place and he wasn't planning for the show, nor should fans get tickets with the expectation of him being there. Triple H is said to have been specifically expecting to be asked about it. The site asked uh, WWE higher-ups on Monday if anything has changed in Punk's situation with WWE and got a response confirming that Punk was a firm no. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, there was one point where I was like, okay, maybe WWE is doing this to create the surprise, but they've just been so adamant that it's just, it really does feel like they're doing this to not, that it's not happening. I was going to say like, normally the, the con in wrestling, right. It's like, they want you to think that people are going to show up like, yeah, come on in. You never know what's going to happen. So WWE punk is like the only dude where they go actively out of their way. Like, nah, nah, nah. If, if you're a punk fan, don't come. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's just take it back. No, like, like, like that. Ass, they're like, they're literally say, don't come if you're Ooh. a punk fan. Don't just don't come. Like, don't they, they, come. Like, like, they don't want those chants, man. I think I think that people are like comparing it to times like when Edge, when the reports that Edge was coming back, and then he came back and he was like, I haven't been medically cleared. That was because there was reports that he was getting back. He never said you shouldn't go to the event because I'm right. not coming back. Like right. this is like a step further than WWE has ever went. It's it's, just, it's so interesting. Um, I mean, listen, they don't need him at this show, so I understand. Like, they don't need him at the moment. Like, business is hot the way it is. You know what I mean? Um, it would be quite a fuck you to AEW <laughs> for sure. And if, if that's what they're going for, like to just fucking stamp them out, that would be a big blow also i mean not that he has a big chance of going back there but like there's there's rumors of him being under the devil mask i i don't think those are true but you know it it, it always keeps you know the wheels turning fans wheels turning of, of him coming back uh but just still just just in the overview it just wouldn't be a good look just like just like when cody went to wwe yeah, one one hundred percent. It would definitely hurt AEW, and WWE has been doing stuff to hurt AEW. We didn't get to talk about it because it was on last week's news, but they announced uh, last week that they're going to have Bash in Berlin six days after All in London two, which means that if you're a European fan and you're traveling for an event, you're going to have to pick one event decisions, over the other. Decisions. So they are trying to affect the Wembley number this year which is a smart play by WWE. But they're he, different from that than what they're doing with Punk. They're, they're making it clear. They, they're like, no, he not. No, we yeah. don't want him. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, don't worry. Don't, worry. don't come in. Don't come in. Here's your ticket no. back, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, but yes, uh, it's very, very interesting. And uh, Big Man Dog say what a lot of people are thinking. My view on Punk going to WWE changes every week. Left my ass off. There are a lot of people <laughs> who are feeling that. Uh, <laughs> 
WWE NXT Halloween Havoc Night 2 was this week. It was down in the ratings, 674,000 viewers, but it featured one of the best NXT TV matches of the year as Ilya Dragunov defeated Carmelo Hayes in a tremendous main event to retain the NXT championship thanks to a timely distraction from a returning Trick Williams post-match Baron Corbin attacked Dragunov to set himself up as the next challenger. Dominic Mysterio beat Nathan Frazier in a good matchup to retain the North American Championship. Post-match, Wes Lee made his return to attack the champ and uh, set his claims to get back his title. The Creed brothers defeated uh, Los Latarios in a wild tables, ladders, and scares matchup. And Lola Vice won the women's breakout tournament, picking up a win over Kalani Jordan. She gets the next shot at the NXT Women's Championship. So good stuff all around from Halloween Havoc, the two-week event and everything going on on NXT. But the ratings is down because no Becky and no main roster people except for Dominic Mysterio. It happened. It happened. I, uh, I actually did watch, and, and ahead of this too, I watched um, the previous two uh, Carmelo and Dragunov matches. And I don't watch NXT at all. Like, I haven't watched that shit for years. The, their trilogy is one of the best yes, in NXT that, history. That shit is very fucking good. And... <laughs> I I like like Ilya since his matches against Gunther, and it's you could tell that it wasn't one sided. One person carrying that match, and here too, Carmelo's fucking great too. But damn, I, I Dragunov is fucking great, man. I fucking love Dragunov. Just like I, I, I love Gunther, like those Walter, whatever you want to call him, like those two dudes, man. And and they had a great trilogy of matches. Uh, it like I'm not the type to watch the entire night, but. But yeah, I guess NXT is cooking for some things. So good you know, Drag- I would say Dragonov's the number two best worker in WWE right now, and he's like try he's like trying to keep up with Gunther. It's just so hard right now. Gunther's on. Who, like, who's your next. number one? It's Gun. It's Gunther. Oh, okay. It's Gunther. Okay. It's, it's like it's like these two are like head and shoulders above everybody else in WWE. In my yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait for them to have a match together in the big stage. Actually, Bash in Berlin. There you go. Yes, yes. Bash at the Berlin. Come on, like WWE. This is like it's calling you. You got a year to set this up. Uh, but yeah. Uh, really quickly, Ring of Honor TV on Honor Club. We actually got a really great matchup on the show as Athena beat Mercedes Martinez in a great main event to retain the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Thanks to help from Billy Starks, who neared Martinez with the title belt. He also had Angelico won a Lucha four-way as he gets more momentum ahead of a Ring of Honor World title match. And Josh Woods picked up a win over Ethan Page thanks to an assist from Tony Nice. Over on Impact on Access TV, also on Thursday, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Team Canada's Josh Alexander and Eric Young in a fabulous tag team main event. This was the first show that they shot over in the UK, so they had a great setting for this as well. Moose, Brian Myers, and Deanna Parato beat Subculture in a fun six-person tag team matchup. Trinity picked up a win over Emerson Jane. And Joe Hendry defeated Frankie Kazarian to win the Glasgow Cup. Then last night, we had Impact Turning Point, which featured Will Ospreay's second match back in Impact Wrestling, picking up a win over Eddie Edwards in a terrific main event. Will Ospreay had a great matchup 
color me surprised. Uh, you also saw Trinity <laughs> beat uh, Deanna Perazzo to retain the Knockouts World Championship, and Team Canada's Josh Alexander and uh, Josh Alexander and Eric Young pick up a win over Subculture in a very good opener to the show. And they had the good brother Simon Miller from World Culture on this show as he lost to Joe Hendry. So, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, go ahead, Simon. <laughs> Is he going to give himself a thumbs up? Or a thumbs down? I don't know. (laughs) Does he get the golden up for that? Does he get a golden up, Simon, for your performance? (laughs) Shout out to Simon. He was with the good brothers, uh, Jeremy and Joel, over on Fightful Overbook on In the Weeds on Friday. Got to get you over here, uh, Simon. You need to stop doing, you know, the inferior black podcasters. (laughs) Um, Anyway... (laughs) Yeah, since you, t- since you couldn't touch on this last week, uh, what do you think of the, the name change back to TNA? Absolutely love it. It's you gonna love be- it? I love it. I absolutely love it because I know so many people from outside the United States that never called it Impact. That all has been calling it TNA for the past seven years that has been Impact. So it just makes a whole bunch of sense. There's people that literally... Oh, we're still calling it TNA, but stop watching. And now that it's TNA again, they're going to watch again. So I think it's a smart move. I, I guess it was a good business move because I call it TNA also. It's Yeah, I, I understand that. But at the same time, those are the three worst letters of a wrestling name promotion ever. Point to like, <laughs> But is that the gag now? Is that the fucking ironic hipster gag on it now? It's it it was it was so people now remember TNA though for the good memory. nostalgia. Of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Like you it's forget good, the bullshit. Exactly, they forget the fact that it was a lot of bullshit <laughs> when we watched TNA. They just forget that now. There's a reason we stopped watching. There's a reason we stopped going to the fucking house shows. Even like <laughs> us. <laughs> hey, we were still going even in 2004. Man, that's more than most people. That's more than most. Yeah. People. 2004? You mean 2014? Oh, 2014. Excuse me. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's when dates. we stopped, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, dates. How do they work? Um, But yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time for Chrissy Love's favorite part of the show, match of the week. And because I'm having problems for remembering all the matches from this week, we're going to combine. We're going to combine the last two weeks. So anything from October 21st, 2023 to last night is included in this match of the week. So I've literally only written down two matches that I remember from the past two weeks that were great. Uh, but I'm going to try to come up with some So because since Power Struggle doesn't count from this morning. Uh, I think we're going to have the same number one. Oh, I think so. Speed, I'm going to go with uh, number five for me. I'll go with Tamatanga versus Shingo Takagi from Fighting Spirit Unleashed. I thought that was a, a great matchup there. Uh, go with number four for me. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay versus Eddie Edwards from Turning Point. I thought that was a great match. Uh, I'll go number three for me. I'll go with Orange Cassidy versus... No, actually, scrap uh, whatever was number five. Everybody drops down. Number <laughs> number four for me... Number four for me is Orange Cassidy versus Claudio Castanoli from Dynamite. Number three for me, Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes from Halloween Havoc Night 2. Number two for me, MJF versus Kenny Omega from last Saturday's collision. Number and number two. one, 
number one, this is the reason why I made it two weeks. Number one, Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey from All Bound right. for Glory. I gotta go out of my way to watch that match, so I can't even. I can't list it. Uh, you asked me to remember the week before. I can't do that shit. Hey, just but, do it this week. <laughs> if it's easier for you, I just couldn't come up with five matches from this week. So I was uh, like. I'll give you a top three then. My number one is MJF versus Kenny. There's no surprise there. Uh, number two, Ilya versus Carmelo. Number three, Cassidy versus Claudio. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. No, I, not no that I doubt sorry. that a Claudio match would be good. And, you know, and Cassidy has good matches too. Well, I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be quite a banger. This is true. This is From true. out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, Frantic Grilled. He says, I can't wait to see Athena versus Billy Starks. I will say, they've done an excellent job of building a long-form story heading into Final Battle with those two. And it's some of the best storytelling work a Tony Khan promotion has done for a woman's storyline ever. Is he the one actually booking it or is someone else in charge of ROH? I think they have a booking team with ROH, but he's in charge of everything. He's the final say. He's the Vince of everything. Ring of Honor included. Why can't he bring that same energy to fucking Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays? Jesus fucking Christ. That's a good fucking question, sir. Fucking, his women's, his good, solid women's booking is in the witness protection program on ROH Honor Club. God. Big Van Dog says Gunther will be super over in Germany, even though he's Austrian. Austrians are German when they are winning. <laughs> That's a good one. And Big Man Dawes says, I love TNA when I was a kid. Un I unironically thought Hogan was speaking facts when he said TNA would beat WWE. I, I was into the whole TNA going to Mondays until it I mean, we, we all wanted to recapture the Monday Night War magic at the time, but they got fucking demolished. <laughs> so bad. So badly. But, it was their own fault. They brought back fucking Val Venus and Brian Knobs. The and the band. It? Remember the band, Scott Hall, course, Kevin Ash, and Scott Wallman? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, let's finish this thing. Remember the good times. Yes, remember the good times, TNA. <laughs> remember Joe and Daniels and AJ. Uh, but yes, we're going to finish things off with our crown jewel final predictions. Let us know in the live chat your final predictions for WWE crown jewel and last call for super chat donations as we wind things down on this edition of the flagship. Uh, so crown jewel coming up. We got eight matches on the card, including the return of the kickoff matches. Sami Zayn. We'll go one-on-one -on -one with J.D. McDonough probably in the next, like, five minutes. Who you got, Johnny? Sami Zayn. You got Sammy, and Sammy should not be on the pre-show. This man main evented WrestleMania yeah, and so main evented the last Saudi show. Why the fuck is he on the pre-show? Do you think it's because it's some political shit because of his um, religious or his background or whatever? I mean, like, he's, like, Syrian descent, right? You might be under something. I'm, just saying, I'm not sure, but I don't know. This doesn't sound like the worst theory. Uh, but <laughs> moving on, uh, we had the Judgment Day fangirl of JD McDonough. Now you got the Judgment of the Judgment Day, <laughs> the punishment of the Judgment Day. Damian Priest going one on one with Cody Rhodes. He uh, pulmonized Cody's ankle a couple of weeks ago, which Cody no celled and beat him down later in the show. But who's going to win here? Whoa! My father said, <laughs> when I was younger, 
Yeah, Cody. Something, something, something. <laughs> something, Cody. something. Um, <laughs> man, you got John Cena. Will try to attempt to get his first singles win in WWE in five years against Solo Sokoa. Who do you got here, Johnny? Cena versus Taz, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, it, it depends. It depends. So, like, if this uh, actor or this uh, actor strike is is ending soon, then I'm gonna go with Solo. Um, but I guess if it's continuing, I would say Cena, and they'll have a longer program. Um. I guess I don't know where, where they're at news-wise. I'm just going to go Cena. I think it, it's a bit of a redemption story. Yeah. And, it's and then eventually Solo would get a bigger win. I'm going to go with Solo because I feel like Cena not getting this win should be his story. Even if it's if it's just the end of his run here and he comes back maybe for WrestleMania season, I think that would be the perfect ending for him to go film a movie and then maybe come back next year. Or... It would be a cool story for if he's going to continue to be on TV that he's still searching for this first win in five years. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go to the women's championship bout. It's going to be EO Sky defending against Bianca Belair. Bianca returned a couple of weeks ago. Will she win the title back? I'm going to say EO retains. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out some wonky shit. Uh, Kyrie helps her. Kyrie joins uh, Damage Control. I can see that. Sure. I wouldn't Why mind not? that. I wouldn't mind that. I'm going with EO to retain as well. I think Bianca will probably win the title back before Mania, though. U.S. Championship bout. Rey Mysterio defends against Logan Paul. Logan Paul, after winning his boxing match against Dylan Delanis, made the challenge to the U.S. Champion. Will he become the new champion, Johnny? He will. He will. Logan Paul wins. That U.S. title is going to be displayed whenever he does his impulsive podcast, when he's drinking his shitty energy drink. <laughs> As he's stealing his fans' money through crypto scams, that U.S. title will be displayed. It's going to be great. Great publicity. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Logan Paul definitely going to win, and then he's going to lose the title to L.A. Knight at, at WrestleMania. Set it here. Oh, um nice. Rhea Ripley will defend the WWE Women's World Championship against Nia Jax, Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and Raquel Rodriguez. Who wins? Does Mommy stay on top? Mommy stays on top. And I will say maybe Jade comes out for a little... Something happens with Jade. I don't know what, but Jade will be featured in the big stage. I think Jade will just show up at the show like she's done all these other shows. Uh, I think Rhea gets the win pinning Raquel, and then she fused with Nia Jax after. This one should be very interesting. Seth freaking Rollins defends the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Jewel McIntyre. McIntyre has become the most interesting man on Monday Night Raw with a slow burn heel turn. But is he going to turn heel? Will he become the world champion? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say he wins, actually. And then Damian Priest cashes in on him. Wow. I I, I would not mind that. that, that I, I and think that'll that'd... even get him even more pissed. It's kind of like the Brett turn from uh, 97. You know what I mean? We're kind of like, on the is, same. He's getting screwed. We're kind of on the same page. I think he gets screwed over with Priest trying to cash in during the match, which costs Drew and Seth wins. Okay. Okay. And then finally, 
for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends against L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. L.A. Knight has been on a meteoric rise, but now he goes against the top dog, the tribal chief of WWE, who's walking out with the gold in the main event. Come on, man. Roman ain't leaving <laughs> without his belt, man. Come on, man. Roman all the way. Obviously, Roman Reigns is winning, <laughs> yes. people. What are we even talking about here? Let's, Shouldn't even be a question. Let's a get statement. to the show. Let's get to the show. <laughs> Baby Seth, do you want to let the people know anything that you want to make a plug for? No, not at all. I figured <laughs> We're Don't going. For me. Don't find me anywhere. Just, you know, follow, follow the boys. Follow the guys. Follow the gals. Leave me we're alone. About to, we're <laughs> about to start going live with another thing. We're going right. We're getting all the hours here on the YouTube channel because Romeo and the gang is about to go live right now for our WWE Crown Jewel watch along. So follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat for the True Hill Heat Prediction Championship. $3 a month plus exclusive content. So always enjoy that. And that always helps out. That's the best way to support us right there. And subscribe to the True Hill Heat Sports YouTube channel as well as twitch.tv forward slash True Hill Heat Gaming and foryourware.com forward slash True Hill Heat for your merchandise. Very important there. Yeah, but, you, hit your, you hit your time, dude. You were in line. Oh, dude. I told you, yeah. I was on the yeah. here. Yeah. The only reason yeah. we're going a minute over is because we're making money for the diapers. Yay! Thank you so much, Ninja Mortis. Yo, you are the man. I appreciate you. Uh, Ninja Mortis with a super chat donation to close us off. He says, I've been missing the Thursday shows. We got to get Jimmy on collision recap days. THH forever. I'm trying to convince him. I told him all about my issues with sober guy JJ and the fact that this motherfucker has not answered a message from me since October 22nd. So if the motherfucker watches the show... He will hear me say he is the worst co-host I've ever had because he doesn't respond to fucking Texas. Is he okay? Is he going on the drug bender? No, he can answer he can answer all the fucking shit about asses twerking and titties out, but he can't answer me about reviewing collision. Send him a pair of titties and then be like, hey, collision, collision titties. <laughs> Enjoy the crown jewel watch along. Baby it is me, it is me, your True Hill Heat on SC3. This has been True Hill Heat 249. All elderly wrestling. <laughs> we are signing off. Until next time.